Hi guys and welcome back to the next episode, uh, episode 8 of The Emphatic Fanatics. It's your host Jordan Renton and I'm here again, back again, uh, with this episode which is on Chelsea. So today I've got with me my regulars and Theo, how are you doing mate? Hi Jordan, glad to be here. Good to have you again and uh, Luca as well, how are you doing mate? Alright Jordan, how are you doing mate? Yeah, not bad. We've also uh, like to introduce our special guest uh, for today's episode, uh, Chelsea fan, Murray Drummond. Murray, how are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad, guys. Glad to be on. Yeah, glad to have you on. It'll be a, it'll be a good discussion on how we can see Chelsea uh, improving next season and see how they did this season and reviewing their season this season under Frank Lampard's uh, first year uh, in in charge of the club as the manager. So just first questions to you, Murray, just since you're our guest uh, on today's episode. How did you fall in love with Chelsea and what was your first memories of, of football? So, I mean, really, I'm not from much of a footballing family, so I never really had much to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really just match of the day when I was a, a kid. Um, and I actually did kind of start liking Chelsea but before the money, just mm-hmm. about... Like right. I remember um, the kind of season before, and we were doing pretty well anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, can't, I mean, I've, I mean, I've, I was born '96, so I was about seven, eight when the money mm-hmm. came in. So you know, I was really young. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was just watching match the day, and I just chose Chelsea. I kind of fell in love with them, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, yeah, that was it. And ever since, I've been a, an avid Chelsea supporter. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's been a, a really good time, obviously, to be a Chelsea fan over the last 10, 15 years. So. Yeah. well <laughs> yeah you did you definitely did yeah. and as you said just before the the money came in in about 2004 when Abramovich took over the club yeah. uh so I think it was who was manager then was it uh Ranieri, Ranieri. Ranieri yeah Claudio yeah. Ranieri so yeah it was it, 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 that was a decent squad as well I think Cusola was still at the club uh you had the likes of had Hasselbank still Hasselbank Hasselbank was um, scoring goals for years yeah, yeah we had a really good squad in the late 90s going into the early kind of 2000s anyway we were yeah. at the top of the table and in Europe and yeah um, so we'd already kind of built something like yeah. we weren't like a man city who needed a complete overhaul yeah <laughs> so just to get your opinion on obviously Jose Mourinho he came in once the the money started rolling in from Abramovich what was your first opinion of, of Mourinho well I, mean, and... I think as a as an eight-year-old I didn't have too much of an opinion but yeah <laughs> um, like looking back I mean yeah he he is a legend at the club and mm-hmm. I know there's been a bit of animosity between some of the fans and him when he's been back with other clubs, but um, mm-hmm. no, he, he did an unbelievable job and his philosophy of how he set the team up and he yeah. brought something new to the Premier League and there was a reason why yeah. he did so well for those first few seasons with him and Definitely. won the two back-to-back. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, he's, he's a genius. I mean, I know it, he seems yeah. to have lost a bit of his touch now, but uh, certainly 15 years ago, I, I think there was very few that were better than him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's the thing with Mourinho. It's one of those things where if you were a Chelsea fan, you loved him, but if you were any yeah. other fan, you hated him because he was yeah. just that. He was in your face. He, he his teams were in in their face, and he's kind of lost that since, like, obviously later in his management career, managerial career, he, he's kind of lost that touch of just that thing that made Chelsea special. And it's it's a shame to see. But Theo, what's your opinions on Mourinho in his early days? Do you, was Chelsea always that feared team? And do you think Mourinho has lost lost his ways? I think Mourinho took Chelsea to a, uh, another level, really. He was so <laughs> raw, to be honest, and so different from the Premier League. He, mm-hmm. he had that bit of arrogance about him. Um, 
he was really Mourinho was obviously great for Chelsea, but he was brilliant and really refreshing for the Premier League. Yeah. Um, and obviously, what he did at Chelsea was was awesome, and he, he kind of inspired a number of managers, in my opinion, to to mm-hmm. come across to the Premier League. Yeah. It is a shame what's happened to Mourinho, but I just think he's he's stubborn. I think mm-hmm. he refuses to change the style of football he plays, and that's ultimately going to probably end up with him having a bit of a sticky end at Spurs, really. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think, as you said, the word stubborn, I think that's what Mourinho is now. It's a shame to see because he had such a way about him when he first came to Chelsea. He, he was he was confident, he was cocky, but he, was, he wasn't arrogant that he is now. I think he's quite arrogant now uh, rather than cocky. I, th- I think he's his attitude slightly changed uh, over the years. And I do think that's sometimes to do with the way he's been portrayed in the media I think he's portrayed in a a, a bit of a bad way sometimes as a bit of a villain and I don't think he is always that I think he is probably a good person at the heart of it and I think I think he can still do something hopefully in management but we'll see what happens at Spurs I think we'll we'll cover a bit more in the Spurs episode uh, in the future but going on to 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 back to Chelsea in terms of players uh, Murray what what players did you did you follow and and try and imitate uh, as a youngster. Yeah. What, what players did you watch in particular? I think we the thing is about Chelsea. We've had, I think there's obviously about there's three. I could just say three or four players, and it's obvious <laughs> the ones I would choose. Yeah. Um, we've had some of the best players of the Premier League era, <laughs> and together as a core, I would argue as a Chelsea fan was the strongest core <laughs> consecutively over a five ten year period. Definitely. Um, I mean, obviously starting from the back, Peter Cech. Mm-hmm. What a player in his prime, um, and I've just I've always loved him. One of the nicest guys around the club, and um, I mean now what he's doing for us as a technical director as well. It seems mm-hmm. bringing. I mean, I know we're going to get back more onto that uh, later on, but mm-hmm. he was just so dependable. Um, and I mean, I know we've had a cup a good goalkeeper or two since, but I know as well we'll touch on. We've not got in Kepa what we had. In <laughs> yeah, we will definitely touch on that. Um, yeah. And then straight. In front of him, John Terry, what a player, just bled blue. And he was, for me, the best centre-back in the Premier League era. I know that'd be up for debate, but most people would have him right up there. Definitely. Um, great leader for the club and, you know, for England when he was playing for them as well. And just read the game like no one else. I mean, there was a reason, I think, is that we went unbeaten for, was it four or five years at home? Right, um, okay, yeah, yeah, you did. And it was something like there was a stat this year that came out because Liverpool haven't lost or hadn't lost at Anfield till was it Watford beat or was it Watford? At, was that just away? Right, whatever the stat is, yeah, I think Watford like, beaten them. Uh, this um, season whatever the stat was, it was like Liverpool would have to go and beat in the next two and a half or three seasons before they would match Chelsea's record. So, right. mm. you know, when you've got a defense like that, you're doing, doing okay. Yeah. And then, yeah, obviously, the next two being Lampard and Drogba. <laughs> Lampard again, one of the best midfielders in Premier League era. What a player for us! Always coming up with the goals when we needed them, and I mean the fact mm-hmm. that he's the club's top goal scorer as a midfielder, and I think he's in the top five scorers in the Premier League as well. Yeah, I think um, he's up there. About um, two hundred odd goals in the Premier League. It's mm-hmm. just phenomenal, and I mean Drogba. Don't need to say much. He Drogba is my all-time favourite player. Yeah, um, and I think sometimes it can you can look at his overall record goals per game and it doesn't it's not actually as good as some of the other top strikers we've had in the Premier League but just mm. the goals he did score were so important and I mean that Champions League final I think yeah definitely that. So, yeah um, yeah that's, that's my four favourite 
Yeah, I think I think they're they're four great players that you've just mentioned. Yeah, actually, I, one more honourable mention, and it was actually what, yep. what reminded me was when you were talking about Mourinho. Was uh-huh. uh, love, love to have him, hate to play against him. It was Diego Costa. Yep. Yeah. Um, just for the, uh, I, I love that guy so much. Yeah. And he was all Chelsea fans loved him, and literally uh-huh. every, everyone else hated him. Yeah, it was such. <laughs> it was... Um, but you know, he kind of filled that void that Drogba mm-hmm. left. One of the, well, basically fired us to two titles as well. So mm-hmm. um, he's been a bit of a latter one for us as well. Yeah, definitely. As you, as you mentioned, uh, Chelsea went on that un, unbeaten record at Stamford Bridge, and it was actually my team. Someone I remember. It I think it was it was someone that actually uh, and it was like the last game. Two one. It was well, it was that Gus Poyet revival <laughs> to save us from relegation. I think yeah. it was Connor Wickham that got the goal as well as Barini. I think he scored a penalty yeah, uh, yeah. against his. Yeah, so, I remember it. I do I remember, remember it. that. I, that was. I just had to get that in there. I had to get that in there, mate. That's. It was my team that took that record off you. So, but yeah. Anyway, you mentioned Jogba. How how good he was. He was such a prolific striker. But Luca, just let's go to you for this one. In terms of Jogba, how good a striker was he? And how does he compare to other other strikers in the Premier League? Do you think he's under like underappreciated of how good I he think, was? To be honest, I I think um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say um, underappreciated, but I think he he was like maybe overlooked a little bit. Mm. Um, he wasn't he isn't given the praise he deserved. I, I think because mm-hmm. if you when you look at what you want in a striker, he could he could head. He was strong. He had pace, mm-hmm. um, and he had a, a wicked shot on him. So I think yeah, Drogba is 100% one of the best strikers in um, in world football. To be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's clear to see that uh, with Drogba's time at Chelsea of of how good he really was. But it was a shame that he went to. I think was it Ch- was it China that he went to? Yeah, or it was he, he, he left. He left yeah. uh, Chelsea and then he went back. And I felt if he had yeah. just stayed at Chelsea, he would have been he would have been a top striker. He would have remained even yeah. more memory. I think. I think that's when it, uh, yeah. in China really kind of it, it kind of diminished maybe a bit of his credibility as a striker, but I, I'm not entirely sure, but I think... But he came back and won the title one last he did, time. He did, he did. So, <laughs> so I think that's clear to say that yeah. he, he, he did have an impact again. But uh, going to, to you about uh, John Terry, do you think John Terry was the best centre-back in the Premier League uh, over that period of time? Or or do you think it was uh, obviously Rio Ferdinand was was it, was playing at that time? How, how big an impact did John Terry have on the Premier League? Oh, yeah, he had a massive impact on the Premier League. He's, he's up obviously in the top three uh, centre-backs to ever play in the Premier League. That's, that's for sure. Um, just John Terry, just he, he had a bit of everything, really. Not only was he defensively fantastic, but he was a captain and a leader. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you get many leaders as good as him um, mm-hmm. in the sense that you can have leaders, but he was a leader who actually he, he got success for the mm-hmm. way he led the team sort of thing. So, yeah. you know, John Terry, he, he's a legend for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's obviously because of the impact he's had both on and off the field for Chelsea. Yeah, definitely. It's a shame about what he's doing right now, but we won't go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's uh, obviously on the staff at, at Villa. So, um... It's a shame that he can't he can't obviously take his defensive skills into management, but, you know, <laughs> we're talking about the players. Well, well he, is, he is working under Dean Smith, so we'll, we'll, we'll see what he can do maybe in a, in a managerial job of his own. Uh, in the future, maybe we might see him uh, in, in the dugout as, as the number one at a club. So uh, hopefully we'll see John Terry do that. We'll go on to talk about a wee bit later of how the loss of John Terry also affects the defence now in terms of leadership 
call it in the defence, what we see yeah. at Chelsea at the moment. But we'll, we'll go into that a wee bit later when we're going to talk about the actual squad and who would bring in maybe uh, to improve Chelsea uh, for next for next season. But go and talk about a bit about the board and, and Abramovich. So um, go, go to yourself, Murray. What, what's your opinion of the board? Because there's a lot of rumours out there at the moment that Abramovich kind of wants to sell Chelsea. Um, there's a lot of reports coming out that because of this visa issues having with obviously the UK government yeah. and getting into the country. And there was a lot of talk of improving Stamford Bridge as well and, and upgrading the stadium. However, that's now not, no longer going to be happening um, really because of this visa, uh, supposedly. But what, what's your opinion of the board? And do you think Abramovich will sell the club? Yeah, well, there was a quick note on There was actually an update on the stadium recently as well. And it's right. the permit um, or whatever the plan and approval has been right. granted another, I think it's either a year or two extension. Oh, right, okay. um, so they can still take the option to proceed. So mm-hmm. fingers crossed that that happened. But yeah. I mean, I mean, Abraham, Chelsea wouldn't be what Chelsea are today without him. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, I think all Chelsea fans really are love Abramovich and are so appreciative of what he's done for our club. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, obviously, it seemed that he was maybe getting a little bit less interest in the last couple of seasons. There was certainly mm-hmm. a drop off of investment, and mm-hmm. with him and his diplomatic situation with our government it was yeah. a bit funny but all reports are saying that and I think as money talks I mean the amount of money we're spending at the moment mm-hmm. yeah. could be another 70 80 million going on Havertz yep um yeah. I think that's kind of shown you that no mm-hmm. he is here and I think he wants to build another we built our first era mm-hmm. and then I think the kind of last couple of titles we won we're still in the back of that we've had that kind of in-between phase but mm. I think now this is it. It's a clean slate and we're obviously going to get on to him. But yeah. I think he's, he wants to go again, build something special. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I feel like we've got Abramovich um, around for quite a while longer. Mm. Um, he really does love the club, I think. And I mean, who knows if he'll ever be allowed in our country again. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah. hopefully he's, hopefully he's able to see Chelsea play again. Obviously, yeah. he, was at, he was at the Europa League final in Baku. Yeah, yeah, I remember he, he was there to see that. So it was good that he could see his team at least in that competition it's a shame for him that he's not able to uh, to, to come yeah. and watch Chelsea as much as he would like so it's quite a shame but uh, look at obviously Murray just mentioned there that obviously the signings of Havertz uh, for about 70 odd million obviously we've, they've signed Timo Werner and Hakim Ziyech as well do you think though this is these signings are to compensate for not being able to upgrade the stadium do you think that's to compensate the fans uh, for, for that um he, he could he could have something to do with it, but I feel like Chelsea have for for a few years now they've just sort of floated about the prem. Mm-hmm. So they've been in they haven't really been pushing for the title for maybe mm-hmm. three or four years. And I think these signings that they're, they're good. Obviously, there's they're bringing in world class players, but I, mm-hmm. I do think they need to put a bit more emphasis on the defence because all these attacking players they're bringing in doesn't doesn't sort out the, the back line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, that is that is true. We'll, we'll go on to talk about that and who we'd we'd sign in the back line. There's obviously talks of Ben Chilwell um, and obviously a goalkeeper to replace Kepa, but we'll go on to talk about that a bit, a bit later. But in terms of, uh, I looked at a, a, an article on Forbes.com in terms of Chelsea, I think Abramovich is looking about for three billion to buy the club. Yeah. That's that's the estimated uh, value of what he values the club at, which is a bit out of the way for, for some buyers. I think some buyers are looking... Well, maybe, maybe we need um, an Arab country to come and buy us as well. 
I know <laughs> that, that that may be the case, but obviously the uh, the, the the situation didn't work out for Newcastle. Newcastle, so uh, it didn't work out for them. It did work out for City, but I, I was looking on Forbes.com and they were saying that uh, because City's, I think City's value is about 4.8 billion. Um, yeah. So I think that's what their value is, and they've definitely got more assets in terms of like the the training facilities and the stadiums slightly bigger. Yeah. So a lot of buyers are put off by the fact that, that Abramovich is rating at a three million. I think what I read was Jim Ratcliffe. Um, he was interested yeah. in taking over in the summer, 2019. Uh, he was looking to uh, take over the club, but I think it, that 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 fell through. He's worth about 18 billion. Uh, pounds so he's de- he's definitely not a poor man so um mm. if he was to take over i think he would be willing to spend some money there i think also i think what i read was that the la dodgers co-owner uh, todd bowley had also had a bid rejected uh, lately uh, from abramovich so it's i think abramovich has got his price but he w- he's definitely not going to be taking any any punters that are going below that so yeah it's whether to see if someone comes in with a a reasonable offer that meets his standards whether whether he takes that but yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens in in terms of that uh so on to a bit about uh, the people he's hired though to take take charge of chelsea and i was going to talk about marina granovskaya um the chief executive uh so she became chief executive in 2014 and has been in charge of the hiring of three managers including antonio conte maurizio sari and frank lampard and she was obviously during the time she had i think come in part way through the second time of Mourinho's manager managerial of Chelsea. She's had a total number of 38 signatures um, she's signed, so in terms of players. That's not including under-21 players, obviously, brought through the academy. So, so Murray, do you think she's been a successful she's been successful in her time at Chelsea, and do you think that she'll stay on uh, longer at Chelsea? Yeah, I certainly think she'll be here for a while. It's When you come down to Chelsea, and I mean, you mentioned before about choosing potentially a least favourite manager. The thing is, what's hard when you look at our, our our last 15 years, we've always been successful. Whoever's in charge, we've always won at least something. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, when I, I, to be honest, I don't know intimately the, how the, the inner workings of the club, but mm-hmm. she seems to have a lot of power, especially when it comes to transfers and sign-ins. Yeah. And I know that she'd said no to Conte and Sari on, on certain players. Mm-hmm. Perhaps yeah. things could have gone a different way with those managers if mm. um, if she wasn't there. Um, and I know it's a big debate across football. She's not necessarily the, a director of football. We don't have one in that that in that name anyway. But yeah. um, the thing is, we've still been winning. So yeah. <laughs> can't yeah. really complain too much. But I think from what I've heard, and Definitely. I know... Other fans think she has too much power in the club as well, and it's kind of very much her say. Mm-hmm. She's very much the person that's the go-between between manager and Abramovich, and she mm-hmm. runs a lot. So yeah. um, if she's obviously on board with the vision we've got the club just now with Lampard. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely. she continues to support him, and we bring in the right players, which seem to be then I can't really complain. So yeah. you know, I'm, I guess overall I'm happy with what she's she's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think she's done. I think what I was looking at is the 38 signatures is quite a lot of signings within uh, about six years at the club. I think that's quite a lot. And not all of those have been, some of those have been successful, but not all of them. Uh, I think I'm thinking back to Zappa Costa, a few players like that, that that, that they've signed that haven't really worked out at, at Chelsea. 
he was uh, always a second player. He was he really, he, a starter. He was, yeah, of course. Um, but, but, I mean, but, we have made some big signs. Bakayoko. Definitely. One, yeah, uh, Bakayoko is another one. Yeah. Bakayoko. He was meant to be the next big midfielder and forcer. And, yeah. well, and, what did he and, do? Yeah, and also looking at Alvaro Morata as well. I was meant to replace Diego Costa. And, yeah, and that certainly <laughs> failed. So she's got to, a lot to answer for for some of these players. But yeah. whether it was just her or whether it was the managers themselves, it was it, it's debatable. But Theo, I seen you, I, I seen you smirking in the corner there. I'm not sure what it was regarding, but um, what's your opinion on on Granovskaya and, and the Chelsea board? Do you think uh, the bring bringing in Lampard is is brought a bit of goodwill uh, to the board? I'm not 100 percent um, sure on. Um, well, I don't really know much about this lady, to, to be mm-hmm. honest. But I, I do think the decision to hire Lampard was. One to probably bring the fans back on side a little mm-hmm. bit yeah. in, um, was involved in that mm-hmm. because normally Chelsea have always gone for kind of even when they have brought in a, an interim manager it's always been a big name it's not really been a backroom staff like for example Hiddink or, or mm-hmm. Di Matteo sort of thing yeah. um, but, but I do think the board have got it right and this lady definitely seems to be involved even in you know contract extensions everything so mm-hmm. i don't know too much about her but from yep. the the outwards looking in mm-hmm. um she looks to be doing a pretty good job yeah yeah definitely and they've also got likes of petter check there and and other people uh in and around the club as well i think emanalo was there but he's no longer there uh with chelsea he was also a good a good um uh i think he was like head of scouting or, or something along those lines at the academy. So it's a, sh- it's a shame that he's no longer there because I think he done really well in terms of bringing the likes of John Terry through and a few others through the academy. So, yeah, definitely. But uh, Granovskaya, yeah, definitely doing a, a not a bad job, but especially under Lampard now, bringing a number of young players through. But, uh, Luca, um, I was going to go to yourself regarding this. With the young players coming through now um, at Chelsea, do you think um, that's really brought the fans more on site now, obviously Lampard bringing this group of young players through. And do you think that can continue now that Chelsea are obviously looking in the transfer market now? Do you think that's going to continue uh, to bring in these younger players? Yeah, I think I think um, definitely the, the fans having someone like, um, for any club having a young player that the, the fans get attached to and they want to see them do well. You've got Mason Mount, Tammy Abraham, the young players, Pulisic, but I think, well, what I hope is that these big players don't come in and Lampard just thinks, forget the young players, I'm just going to play these yeah. the big-name players. I hope Lampard still gives them a chance. And I think, to be honest, I think Lampard will. I don't think he'll just, just you know, bench them, put them in the reserves. Mm. I think if he, if Lampard does put faith in the young players, then they could turn into some some real quality players. Definitely, definitely. And we've, we've seen it this season, obviously, Tammy Abraham, he's had a good output. I think he's got about 19 goals in the Premier League uh, or, or around about that, that, that number. Mason Mount's really, really come onto the scene. Obviously, he was at Derby with, with uh, Frank Lampard and he's, he's brought him into Chelsea and he's, he's not looked out of place. Um, I have to say, um, I was surprised how, how good he actually was. But another young player, obviously, I was going to talk to talk about uh, and I'm going to go to yourself Murray about this uh, this player because he's a Scotsman and it's Billy Gilmore hey, what's your impression on Billy Gilmore and do you think he can get even better um, yeah. especially if he's if he's brought into the fold more at Chelsea yeah he's, he's a he's a great wee player isn't he he's, mm-hmm. he's kind of look, 
as soon as he, because I, I mean, I've, I've got a few friends, obviously, that are big Rangers supporters and mm. had said, you know, what a player he was and they were gutted that he'd gone to Chelsea at the time. But the amount of players that we bring in to our academy mm-hmm. that then you never hear of again is mm. quite shocking. So, you know, but what, as soon as he made, I think, because he'd been on the bench a couple of times earlier in the season and I think he'd come on against Sheffield United back in September. And, mm-hmm. uh, but it was that period just before lockdown in January, February, when he started a couple of games. Mm-hmm. Um, was it the game against Liverpool and particularly when we beat them in the FA Cup and he just absolutely bossed the midfield and I think you watched the highlight reel and it was about 10 minutes long of the amount of touches he had and yeah. how composed and I mean I think since the lockdown he, he didn't look quite as um, at that level but I mean you're not going to when you're 17, 18 be putting in that kind of performance every week so yeah I mean he's a big one for the future and he's so young I mean he could have four or five years of development and he's still only going to be 22 23 so for me I think he would be a good one for a candidate to go out on loan at some point because I think yeah bring some signings in mm-hmm. that first team football isn't going to be available for him I mean Definitely, I think it's just yeah. been a through injuries and where we've been at this season it's kind of been more a necessity that we've had to bring some of these young players in mm-hmm. but Definitely. his ceiling's obviously ridiculously high and mm-hmm. um, the maturity he's got as a footballer he be, yeah, uh, he gets in over. He was getting in over Jorginho, so that kind of you know a fifty million pounds international. So yeah, kind of shows you where he's at. And I think, mm-hmm. but yeah, he needs he needs more time, and he he could do with playing some more football. I think a move to the championship certainly would be, I, I think, would be good for a season or two. Um, but equally, if he can stay and fight for a place and get. 10, 15 games in a season, then that's not going to be a bad thing either. So, mm. yeah, it's, it's exciting times to see players like that come through finally. Mm, definitely. Uh, and that's the thing, I think, Lampard's, uh, obviously, his, his hand's been a bit forced, I think, obviously, with the, the, the transfer ban that Chelsea have had, that he's had to bring in so many youngsters. But yeah. I, I don't think that's a bad thing uh, to, to look at. And, and you see these players that, that we've just mentioned, obviously, as well. Uh, another player that we've not actually mentioned is Tamori and how well he's done, actually, yeah. at centre-back. I think he's really stated a claim for that for that spot and and has really not looked out of place with with like say Asper Laqueta and Rudiger beside him, I don't think he's looked out of place at all in the Chelsea team. So yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see what happens with these young players. But uh, Theo, we're mentioning that uh, Billy Gilmore could do with a loan. Do you see a loan maybe to the Championship might be a good move for for a player like Gilmore? I definitely think a move for Bill, uh, Gilmore would be would be good. Um, he's had a great um, breakout season, but mm-hmm. Championship would really toughen him up. I think from from a uh, fan who supports a championship club if Billy Gilmore decided to come and, and have a bash at St Andrews and play for Blues next season <laughs> yeah. I'd definitely take that I think it would really really do him, do him yeah. well I think it's important for Billy Gilmore to get a taste of not necessarily I don't mean this disrespectfully but no I'm not going to say it but he, he needs to get a bit of a taste of kind of football when it's not kind of yeah. plain sailing sort yeah. of thing and it, mm-hmm. it's kind of a bit you're up against it you need to perform sort of thing because yeah. at the moment in the Chelsea team if Gilmore's not getting involved and he's coming on as a sub he's not really um, improving very much yeah, as a player definitely. so if he took some time and maybe had a season I think it would be fantastic for his development mm-hmm. and as you said if, if he made that move to, to Birmingham it wouldn't be too much of a difference with the Blues obviously so being... Billy if you, if you oh. listen mate get it signed yeah, definitely, but both 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 uh, both clubs being called the Blues, so yeah, wouldn't wouldn't be much makes of a difference. Sense, doesn't it, you know? Yeah, plus for Scotland as well. So there you go. I know, makes sense for him. So yeah, hopefully we'll see uh, him get a move and maybe uh, improve upon that. But going on to this season a bit, 
and I'll go to uh, Murray first uh, regarding this. Murray, how how's it been? Do you think this season? Do you think it's been a success? Obviously, fourth in the league, uh, reaching the FA Cup final, and also still in the Champions League at the moment. But they have yeah. got that obviously that three 0 <laughs> Yeah, just about uh, yeah. second leg still to be played at uh, at the Allianz Arena against Bayern Munich. Obviously, Chelsea are three 0 down at the moment on aggregate. But apart from that, do you think it's been a successful season all round? And what do you make of it? I think, uh, although we've had some mixed results, I really, I don't want to say unbelievable season, but I think considering what our expectations were, and to be honest, what a lot of pundits and people around football thought, where we were going to finish up, I think we've done fantastically. Um, having not signed a player, mm-hmm. and I mean, I know we had Kovacic kind of come and finalise yeah. his deal, and Pulisic came in, you yeah. know, after yeah. his long, you know, completed move, but having not signed a player for a year. I mean, we've just mentioned a few, you know, four or five youngsters basically starting most weeks. The, what Frank Lampard has done and, and guiding us into the Champions League, and I mean, a couple of goals away from third place is, is, uh, has been phenomenal, especially when I think the standard of the Premier League is going up and up. I mean, that's mm. the reason why. I mean, obviously, I know we've got Liverpool running away with it, but the, the chasing yep. back behind, I would say that top six that we've seen the last five years or so mm-hmm. is isn't is getting a bit distorted now with the quality of Leicester and Wolves. Definitely, definitely. And even, I mean, look at Sheffield United. Yeah, had a fantastic so year. I think it's a, an ever-strengthening pack that, you know, we're contending in. I mean, obviously it's a bit gutting that we didn't win the FA Cup on, on Sunday. I think that would have just capped off the season. Yeah, it really phenomenally. Yeah. But I think, given it's Lampard's second year in management as well, I know he's got a talent squad, but He's having to really push them, I think, and really draw, you know, put some discipline into those young players and even Mm -hmm. the older players that, I mean, some of which may have lost some interest from a few Mm -hmm. years ago. So I think it was always a transition season for us. And Mm yeah, as we'll no doubt we'll address, there's a few issues in the team that we really need to address uh, in the sign in the market. I mean, losing 12 games is Mm -hmm. Chelsea aren't used to that, losing nearly a third of the games in a league season. It's not good enough for us, but we still managed to get that ever important fourth spot, Champions League football next season. So yeah, I think this is the kind of the season that we build from now, and um, it's only up from here for me. Yeah, definitely. I think it's definitely up upwards for Chelsea. Obviously, with the the signings we've mentioned, obviously in Werner, uh, Zayic, and possibly Havertz, and more to come. But we'll, obviously, we'll give our suggestions on who we think that should be. In, ter- in terms of the when we go through the team, but uh, going back to obviously the the FA Cup final, how it would have been, it would have been nice to have a trophy. I think if, if for Chelsea, I yeah. think it would have been uh, a, a good way to 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 end the season. But look, what did you make of the of the FA Cup final? And do you think uh, the red card to Kovacic and the injuries, obviously to Pulisic and Aspilicueta, do you think that affected Chelsea in terms of not winning the game, or do you think it was because Arsenal were were, were better on the day? Yeah, to be honest, I think obviously that that was a, a silly decision. That wasn't a red card. So first of all, that would have put that would have sort of altered the game. And yeah. the, the injuries, obviously, they're, they're they're annoying. You can't do anything about them. Player gets injured, mm-hmm. it's no one's fault. It's an injury, in it. But I think, to be honest, I think Chelsea won. The defense wasn't on it. No, Arsenal no. played well. I'm I'm not sure they they weren't probably they weren't better. I think it was just the fact that Chelsea were were playing pretty poor. Mm, yeah, yeah. I, I I watched. I didn't watch the full game. I didn't get the first thirty minutes, but I watched from like about thirty thirty minutes onwards. So I missed the first couple of goals. But when I was watching the game, I thought 
and we're, we'll go on to talk about the players themselves, but uh, Marcus Alonso really struggled against Nikolai Pepe to, to keep up with him. I thought Pepe was, was running ragged uh, through that Chelsea def- defence. I personally felt that uh, it's a shame, obviously, I think if Aspilicueta had stayed on, they might have been able to to hold on a bit longer uh, in terms of in terms of the the second goal uh, with because I, I personally think obviously with the the run for, I think it was Bellerin that made that run and it was uh, Andreas Christensen was caught out and I, I think he was part of the fault there and he was the one that came on obviously for Aspilicueta's injury so I do think he was part of the the, the fault on on that defensive uh, play uh, on on that play for Arsenal but yeah Theo did, did you watch the game and what did you make of it? Yeah, I watched the whole game. I thought it was a cracking, cracking game. Mm. I said Arsenal would win before, uh, 2-1, and it it was 2-1. Arsenal were better than Chelsea. As soon as I was saying to Murray before we recorded this episode, as soon as Pulisic got injured, that was it. Chelsea Mm. had no chance. I thought Lampard got his tactics, not tactics, sorry, I thought he got his selection, maybe a bit safe, not playing Barkley. But I I had so much joy watching Nicolas Pepe torment the the Chelsea back line. I mean, Mm -hmm. he is... He's a fantastic player. Yeah, definitely. They couldn't keep up with him. But I just think that Chelsea, for, for one reason, Willian wasn't um, on the bench. That mm-hmm. maybe would have been a, a shout. I, I just think that maybe Chelsea's players and maybe even Lampard, mm. they started so fast and bright. And, you know, that after about 15 minutes, they kind of just got a bit more defensive. I think the early goal killed Chelsea a little, really. Mm. But you look at the end of the day, in a cup final... You don't want to walk away thinking we were unlucky. I think you'd rather walk away thinking, you know what, we were well beaten. And mm-hmm. that was the case for Chelsea. Yeah, definitely. I, I remember seeing Pepe, and I, I, I got to admit, he came in for a big transfer fee from Lille uh, to Arsenal, and he's got a lot of criticism for that. But I do think he's he's coming into a bit of his own now, now that he's settled, and, I, and hopefully we'll see the best of him in the next the next couple of seasons uh, at Arsenal. So yeah, that, that, that was a good uh, coverage of the of the game, I think. Also, also, I think what we can go on to talk about now is a bit about the squad and where we think it needs to improve. So one of the main talking points is the goalkeeping situation at Chelsea. Kepa came in from Athletic Bilbao in 2018, the summer 2018, and has, has struggled, uh, to say the least. But before we go on to talk about who we think should replace him, Murray, going to you first, what's your opinion of Kepa? And do you think his Chelsea career's done? I, I think so, yeah. Um, I mean, when he came in, I didn't. I mean, I didn't know an awful lot about him. I knew he was. Um, I'm a, a really highly rated young Spanish goalkeeper, which was obviously mm-hmm. exciting signing. Yeah. Bill Bauer, known for bringing through some really fantastic talents, mm-hmm. um, and you know, seventy million, you know, sounded good. And I think he started okay actually. Uh, the moment was, I'm sure, the infamous moment that many Chelsea fans turned off to him was the League Cup final last year. When he decided that he was the manager uh, yeah, <laughs> for five, ten minutes. And I, I, honestly, I've never seen anything like that. No, it was, it was crazy. And mm. I know some people are saying, oh, it was a misunderstanding, but that it was unacceptable. I, th- mm-hmm. I, I honestly believe we would have won that final because Caballero knows the Man City players. He's a penalty expert. Um, I think if, if Kepa had gone on and saved a couple of penalties, then fine. But uh, so that was, the, that was the moment when I think everyone got a bit fed up of him. But since then, I read a stat the other day, and I think it was 8,000 goalkeepers or something silly like that that have played in the top flight over yeah. the years, and he has is the bottom for save percentage. 
like yeah. literally the bottom. And I think it was for players that had played over a certain amount of minutes. But right. he's just, he's not been good enough. It's simple as that. His handling, he's got. I think he. I mean, you don't want to say oh he's too small, but he just doesn't have a big presence in the box. Mm. He gets bullied. He, yep. His handling's poor, especially from uh, corners and set pieces. He's he's just not commanding enough. I mean, we went from Czech to Courtois, who was another great keeper, and now Kepa. It's just he's not he's not good enough. So for me, mm-hmm. you know, if we had no money, yeah, I'd stick with him for a bit. But if we've got the option to bring in another keeper, hundred yeah. percent, um, yeah. I would be doing that. And I think. It shows that he's been benched a few times. I mean, I think in January he didn't play for about six weeks um, mm, yeah. with Caballero. I mean, who's 38, nearly 39, getting in ahead of you. I think that's when you know. Yeah. Um, I think maybe Lampard, he, he kind of had this last month or so as a, as a an addition to show, does he deserve to stay at the club or not? And mm-hmm. clearly he doesn't. So, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me to see him go back to Spain, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. I, I remember when he came in to Chelsea. I, I've I watched a bit of Bilbao, and uh, they're they're my Spanish club. I've been, I've been to see them a couple of times live. And I remember when he was, I think it was that January. I think Real Madrid were interested in taking Kepa from Bilbao, and mm. his buyout clause at that point was about thirty million, which is what his value is really. It, yeah, opinion, so. it's around about thirty million is what his value really is. And I remember then he signed a con. Well, Real Madrid had pulled out at that point, and he signed a contract. With, with Bilbao, I think is a bit of a thank you, obviously, to because to, he was he was homegrown. He came through the Bilbao Academy. I think it was a bit of a oh, yeah. thank you, but I want to move on, obviously. And then that £72 million, when it came in, I was I was like shocked at Chelsea. I'm surprised anyone paid £72 million, uh, because we had just seen, obviously, uh, Alisson had come in uh, the season before Ederson for, for less money. And I definitely think, obviously, Ederson was less proven, but Alisson was proven at the top level. And he's yeah. coming in for less money for, than Kepa. So I definitely think it was a mistake uh, by Chelsea's part for, to sign him for that much money. And his last year at Bilbao, I remember what uh, I was looking into stats. His last year at Bilbao was he conceded 43 goals, and this season at Chelsea's court conceded 47. So I don't know what Chelsea were really expecting uh, out of Kepa. I, I think they were expecting a better goalkeeper than what what they got, uh, mm-hmm. and they they probably didn't do enough background checks on him. So I think I think Bilbao pulled the, the wool over their eyes a wee bit. And I, I'm going to go and talk about a player a bit later on, but. Uh, Theo, going to yourself first. Uh, Kepa, do you think he's he's finished at Chelsea? Yeah, I think he's he's finished at Chelsea. I don't think he'll play another game. I, mm. I, I feel a little bit sorry for him, to be honest. I, mm-hmm. I don't think he's that bad. Um, mm. I think he, he he does make a few mistakes, but mm-hmm. I don't think he's had too much help this season. Obviously, that, that whole incident with Caballero and Sarri, that, that has not done him any good. And really, if he, in hindsight, you think if he didn't do that, maybe he would have had a better season this year and less kind of pressure on him sort of thing. But I do yeah. think Kepa will bounce back and come back stronger. I think he's he's a prime candidate for a team like Inter Milan, um, who obviously might be losing Handanovic soon, who, who's getting mm-hmm. on. But yeah. I just think for Chelsea going forward, I don't think he can... I don't think he'll be given another chance. I don't mm. think Lampard's very impressed. And as Murray said, when, when you get replaced by Willy Caballero, who yeah. is at best a, a backup a second choice. Yeah, yeah, it, it kind of spells the end, really. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. Willy Caballero was a second choice at Manchester City, and Chelsea brought him in to be the second choice or even the third choice when uh, maybe seeing a younger goalkeeper come through, maybe. But I do, I do see where, where you come from, where you feel sorry for Kepa. I do think he's been. Um, uh, his defence hasn't been as set 
and I think Chelsea's defence has weakened over the years. Uh, but Luca, do you think that's maybe? Do you think Kepa deserves another chance? And and do you think that the defensive uh, frailties uh, in general uh, are 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 unwanted to just put it all, all on Kepa? Do you think that's unwanted to just throw all the blame on him? I think I think definitely um, he's not. He's not a bad keeper. I just mm. don't think he's a prem, Premier League keeper. Mm-hmm. He was doing a good job yeah. in the Spanish leagues. Yeah. But yeah, I think obviously Chelsea's defence, you know, it, it hasn't been hasn't been up to scratch by any means this season. But mm-hmm. I, I think throwing all the blame on him is 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 uncalled for. But a lot of it is him, to be honest. So you can't really you can't really dispute it when he's he's mm-hmm. he's making bad decisions, coming for crosses that he shouldn't come for. So yeah, I I, I think he, I think it's time's done at Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I would have to agree. I, I do think his time's done at Chelsea, uh, and I do think they can bring in a better goalkeeper that's ready to make make their stamp on Chelsea. And I think when you look back at the the goalkeepers that Chelsea have had before, in Petr Cech and Thibaut Courtois, he's a completely different goalkeeper to them two, yeah. uh, in terms of of ability and also leadership and decision making as well I thought them keepers were some of the best keepers that Chelsea have had in a long time and and it's it's a shame because I think he's he's had a lot to live up to because their their defense in general I think Chelsea have got weaker over the over the last four years even even when Courtois was there uh, is is towards the end of uh, Courtois time it was it was getting slightly weaker obviously I think after John Terry mainly when he had left the club I think it it was pretty much um Chelsea's defence had, had really uh, changed and wasn't the same, really. Uh, so in terms of players who could maybe replace Kepa, uh, I'll go to yourself, Murray. Who, who do you think um, could be the goalkeeper to, to replace him? I think there's there's the one dream choice for me, mm-hmm. whether we get him or not. I yeah. think it would be too much money, but it has to be Jan Oblak yep. from Atletico. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. any team in the world would be... We'd be happy with him. I think he is the number one keeper in the world now. Yeah. And I think just, I mean, I don't not say I don't watch Spanish football that often, but mm-hmm. when I've seen him play, he's just. Mm-hmm. I think you come through and ninety-five times out of a hundred, you don't think you're going to score. Like he is just. There's the record that Atletico have with goals conceded, and yeah, obviously that's down to their team and Diego Simeone as well. But he's a phenomenal keeper. But there's a price being thrown around of about 110 million, and I just don't know yep. if. Given everything else that we're spending at the moment, yeah, that's going to be feasible or not. But if I could choose anyone, it would have to be him. Mm. The other two big names that are getting ro- thrown around are um, Onana from Ajax and yep. Nick Pope from Burnley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A lot of people like Nick Pope. I don't know if it excites me as much. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, I mean, I know he's he's only twenty seven, so for a goalkeeper, he's not too old. I think All Black's twenty seven or twenty eight as well, but. I mean, obviously, it's not as exciting as All Black. Um, but, you know, he's an upgrade on Kepa, that's for sure. So if you could get someone like Nick Pope in for 30 mil, 40 mil in, in today's market, you'd, we'll have to take yeah. what we can get. Certainly, Onana sounds like it could be a deal done pretty easily. Yep. Yeah. We've obviously had dealings with Ajax recently, so mm-hmm. hopefully a deal could be done there. I think he's certainly a good, a very athletic keeper. I mean, he pulls off some great saves. Shot stopper, um, did well in the Champions League, but obviously he's not playing in, at the same level mm-hmm. um, as Nick Pope, even uh, mm-hmm. over in the Eredivisie. It's such a yeah, hit and miss league. It's a, it's a, I've heard yeah. you guys talk about it before. We all know yeah. we've seen players come from there and either do really well, but I'd say more often than not, 
yeah they're not at the right level so saying that goalkeeping is a bit different so yeah um, yeah I think Oblak would have to be my number one choice but yeah. I've got big doubts that we would manage to prize him away he's the player we should have gone for when we signed Kepa I think it would have been an extra 30-40 million but we're just we're spending that now we're, we're paying for that now so yeah I <laughs> um, definitely think yeah. that I think Oblak would be would be anyone's dream choice and I I think we mentioned that if if Man United uh, want to do, I guess you could do it with Kepa as well. You could do maybe a swap deal, but I don't think yeah. Atletico Madrid would take uh, Kepa. I don't think he's at the standard what Atletico Madrid would want. But we were saying for Man United, obviously they could trade David de Gea uh, for All Black as well, part of uh, a part exchange with some money for that. So I think it'll be interesting to see if All Black leaves Atletico. I, I do think it'll be uh, up to Atletico when his contract runs out or, or when it is running down. I should say. To what to what they have to, what they want to do because that that could push uh, any deal through I think uh, for any top club. But in terms of other goalkeepers, uh, Theo, have you got any suggestions for for another goalkeeper? Obviously, excluding now or Black Gonana and and Pope, have you got any other suggestions? Yeah, the number one um, target obviously would be Oblak, but <laughs> failing that, the close, very very close second would be Kasper Schmeichel. Mm. Um, I mean, Kasper Schmeichel would be a fantastic choice. He'd be <laughs> a lot cheaper. Than virtually every goalkeeper mentioned, I reckon you could prize Michael away for just under thirty million. Mm. Um, he's proven in the Premier League. He's a fantastic goalkeeper. He's won the Premier League. He's thirty-three, so he's easily got three, four, maybe even five seasons. Mm-hmm. Each Michael would be a really, really good signing. Mm-hmm. Um, just talking about the the ones Murray's mentioned, Nick Pope. It's laughable he's even mm-hmm. mentioned to to play for Chelsea. He's just a, a B-Tech Jordan Pickford. Onana, Onana is very erratic in goal. Uh, O'Black's yeah, awesome, but, yeah. you know, why pay 100 and whatever for O'Black when you can get Schmeichel for 25 million? That's yeah, the thing. Chelsea yeah. need a leader and Schmeichel's a leader as well. Definitely, definitely. I think that's some good suggestions. Obviously, Nick Pope, I think Nick Pope is a top goalkeeper. I do think he is a good goalkeeper, but I do think his, Burnley is going to overprice him because it's one of Burnley's standout players and, and yeah. I don't think it's, it's feasible um, to say to pay... I don't know what the price, what what the price in a map, but I presume six above sixty million, seventy million. I presume the, Me, the, thing the price with Nick, in a map. Nick, Nick Pope is he he sends off quite a lot of red warning flags just with some of his his goalkeeping. Right. Mm. And the thing is with Nick Pope, he's twenty seven. He hasn't played in the Champions League. He mm. hasn't played for England as mm. regularly. Mm-hmm. You might as well just keep. Faith in Kepper, if you're going to go for, for Pope, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's fair enough. Luca, uh, to, to yourself now, uh, have you got any other suggestions, or of as the person that you were going to go for and being mentioned? Yeah, no, I think I think the obvious choice of like best keeper in the world, and I think if if Chelsea do want to, just like any team, if if you want to contend for a title, you have to have a quality keeper. So I think if if Chelsea are going through this big rebuild and they want to spend money on a keeper, why why not just go and try and get All Black? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the thing. If you can go and get All Black from Atletico, I think why not? If you've got the money back again, Chelsea are spending big money in other departments, as Murray said. So it's whether they had have the funds uh, to do that and whether they'd be allowed to do that with obviously financial fair play, etc. The player that I was thinking of, and I don't think Chelsea will go for him because of how it's gone with Kepa. But the, the man I've mentioned, I'm going to mention, I've mentioned uh, the, the Bilbao team before, uh, but the goalkeeper, Zunai Simon, uh, who Bilbao re- replaced Kepa with. And he's had a fantastic se- season this year. Uh, Bilbao as a whole defence have had a great season. I think the, the, the third best defence in La Liga behind 
Courtois at Real Madrid and Oblak at Atletico. Bilbao have been the third best. And he's only conceded 29 goals this season. Um, he's also got He's played uh, 34 times, 29 goals conceded, and 13 clean sheets. So it's more than Onana. It's uh, more than, I don't know what Nick Pope's is, but I've not looked at Nick Pope's, but it's more than Onana's. And that's the man that's been mentioned for, for, for Chelsea before. His buyout clause is 50 million uh, euros as well. So I don't think that's a, a bad shout at all in terms of price. And, and I think if Chelsea were wanting a goalkeeper, I'd be looking at him. He has only had one season at first team level with Bilbao but I think he's been a really fantastic fantastic uh, goalkeeper for them this season but I, I'll go to yourself Murray if if Chelsea couldn't get all black out of them options who would you who would you go for? Um, to be honest I'd, none of them really jump out to me other mm-hmm. than all black but mm. despite um, everything it would probably be Onana just because I know he's a bit of a less expensive option mm-hmm. he's, He's made it, Ajax made it clear that he's good to go. Right. Uh, I think we would get him for around 30 mil, mm. if not less, which for a player these days is not much. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. There, yeah. The thing is with top goalkeepers, they get to a club and then they stay there. Mm-hmm. So they're all, they're positioned around the world in different places. The other one actually that hasn't been mentioned mm. that we have been linked with is uh, Alphonse Ariola. Um, right, yeah. Reportedly mm-hmm. bought a house in London, so right, okay. Whatever that <laughs> says, and that was in that was all in the, that was all on Instagram a couple of years, a couple, mm-hmm. of, couple of weeks ago. So that's a big one. Um, that to be honest, again, I don't know too much about, but I know he's obviously mm-hmm. played at a really top level. So yeah, I th- if actually I'd probably go with him over at uh, Onana. Um, right. mm. But yeah, All Black's the only one that's really got me excited, but we'll see what happens. Right, no problem. Uh, well, that's the thing. I think Ariola is, is the one thing I would say with Ariola is that he's not really, he's always been kind of second choice uh, at clubs. Yeah. I think at PSG, he was at PSG, but then in comes Kayla Navas this season, obviously went to Real Madrid as part of that deal. And he's, he's again, he's behind Courtois, so he's not going to get the game time. So he definitely needs a move somewhere. Um, but whether that's to be Chelsea number one, I, I don't think so personally. I, I, I personally think if you're going to go for them options, um, obviously if you if we'll go with yourself in terms of Onana, if you can't get All Black, but that that's what we'll go for. So All Black, if we can, if if Chelsea can go and spend that money, they should go and get All Black. Uh, go all out to get him. But if they can't, then Onana is the second choice. I think it's pretty a good choice. Anyway, we'll we'll move on in terms of that. Obviously, Willy Caballero will stay as the, the, the number two, and they've got young Jamie Cumming coming through uh, as their youngster, so it'll be interesting to see if he can make an impact at some point uh, for Chelsea. In terms of defenders, though, on to the defenders. Uh, Antonio Rudiger, um, I, I think... We'll, we'll go through these players, but uh, I want to just get a quick um, answer on this. Uh, Theo, Rudiger, do you think he's uh, good enough to stay at Chelsea uh, to be part of the defence? I think he's good enough just because there's no one else at the moment. So mm. I'd put a yeah. Mm-hmm. You would you would keep him around. Uh, Luca, would you keep Rudiger as an option uh, to, in the Chelsea defence? Yeah, I would, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Murray, what's your opinion on Rudiger then? Do you think uh, yeah. he's he's deserving of more time at Chelsea? Yeah, much the same as Theo. He is probably the best we've got. You know, we've got other young players that, are, you know, like Tamori that are better, that are got a higher ceiling. But... Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's certainly got a place within the squad for a couple of more seasons at least. Yeah, 
Yeah, definitely. I I, I kind of agree. I think uh, Rudiger, if he had someone alongside him, I think he would definitely uh, improve yeah. uh, as a player as well. I think his game game would improve uh, massively uh, because I do think he's got the potential to be an even better defender than what he's shown at Chelsea because I feel his time um, at Roma was really good as well. So he, he is a good player in my opinion. Going on to the next player, we'll, we'll go into uh, talk about him a wee bit more is Marcus Alonso. We'll go to uh, Luca first for this one. Marcus Alonso, is he a left back that Chelsea should keep around? And obviously there's there's rumours of bringing in another, another first team left back, which I do think will happen. And we'll, we'll go on to talk about a bit about who we should bring in as a left back. But Marcus Alonso, is he worth keeping around to be uh, the second choice even? Yeah, I think... I think Alonso is a good he's a good left back. Um, obviously, they've been linked with Chilwell for quite a lot of money. Actually, I think it's near 70, 80 million. Yeah. Um, which I don't know if that's I don't know if that's um, a good value for for Chilwell. But um, yeah. I think Alonso I, I think he's had a good few years in in the Prem. He's a good left back. Um, and if they do bring in Chilwell, he's always good to have around just in case you know you need you need him. Chilwell gets injured, Chilwell's tired. Mm-hmm. You bring on Alonso. I think he's a good player to keep around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, and that's the thing. I think Marcus Alonso. Um, I remember when he was at Sunderland on loan. He was it was there. It was a wee bit a while ago. It was about 2014. He was there. Um, but he was a decent player when when he was around. And I I think what's clear to see is that Alonso, his attacking ability is good. Uh, I think he's he's better as a an attacking uh, left wing back rather than uh, a, a left back. And I think that was obvious to see in Conte's system um, when they won the league title. I think it was clear to see that Alonso uh, was definitely a better uh, was definitely better positioned as a left wing back. But I do think there there needs to be a replacement. Murray, do you, do you think Alonso needs to be replaced, and who do you think you bring in as as a as an option of replacing him? Yeah, I, I kind of agree with pretty much everything that's been said. I when he was in that system at, with Conte, he was you know he was phenomenal. I, I think for me, he became a real favourite in that squad. And even now, there's two or three games in a season that he wins for us with a, a set piece, or he probably chips in four or five, six goals a season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. You know, and wins. He's he's won us a few points, but it was um the game. I've been able to watch all the games since lockdown, and it was at West Ham, and it was the last goal when they were running through. Mm-hmm. And of course, next to point would have taken us up into third as well. And he just, it's almost like he watched. I can't even remember if it was a Michael Antonio. Mm. Just watched him run past. He he jogged back, and it's at that yeah. point I was like, no, he's done. Um. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I'd still like to have him around because he's a good player to have and gives you a different option. Whether he would want to stay, knowing that yep. he's second choice, I don't think he would because mm-hmm. he is a good player. And if you get him in that wing-back position with a with a three uh, at the mm-hmm. back, then he's a he's a, a brilliant option and, you know, one of the yep. best in the Premier League, I would say, and, and specifically in that role. But as for full-backs that I'd like to see, obviously Ben Chilwell is... Uh, again, mm-hmm. a top top option for us. Mm-hmm. We're really building that English core yep. with, that we had before with Terry uh, and Lampard. I mean, mm-hmm. if anything, we've got more now with Abraham Mount, Tomori. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost kind of like going to become that club England that we keep hearing about. <laughs> so we'll be like the feeder for that and Gareth Southgate. And so I would like to see Ben Ben Chilwell, but I I do think eighty million is a bit steep. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's the same is what they did with Harry Maguire. Leicester yeah. are in no position where they need to sell. They've got plenty of money anyway. 
but I guess it'll be down to Ben and if he wants to push through a move or the, yep. the sounds that are coming out at the moment is that uh, he does want the move and he wants to move on and I don't blame him I mean <laughs> I mean Leicester obviously have achieved some great things in the past few seasons but they're not going to be winning anything I don't think you know mm. Yeah, I, I think, think that's. It's a, it's a, they've not got Champions League football this year, so I think if there's a time for them to move, it is now. Yeah. Obviously, some of the other players that have been mentioned uh, have been strongly linked with another Ajax player, Natalia Fico, who mm-hmm. I do yeah. really like and is young, but again, mm-hmm. it's not at that proven level. Yeah. So, yeah, I think Ben Chilwell has to be number one. If we, if we, had, if we got Ben Chilwell and All Black in, then it would mm. be an unbelievable window, like yeah. one of the best we've ever had. I, yeah, I would. T- I would have to say that I, I, I agree partly with what you said there in terms of Chilwell. I think he's a great. Le- he is a good left back, um, and can and can become even better, um, uh, and could become one of the best left backs in in the league, uh, given a bit a couple more seasons at the top level. And if he goes to, goes to Chelsea, he'll be playing around uh, even better players than he is at Leicester. But as you said, Leicester are in no position to sell. Um, and that's with a lot of the players, obviously, uh, a lot of their players, as you mentioned, Maguire went for 80 million to Manchester United. And obviously, the likes of Wilfred and Didi, I think he's mentioned at a really high price. And James Madison as well. These, these players are less they're in no position to sell. So, so why would they sell them for, for less than what they value them at? But in terms of other players, Theo, do you have any other suggestions? Uh, I remember earlier you were talking about uh, Sergio Reguilon was on Chelsea's radar. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, we had the news this this evening that Chelsea are interested in Regulon, which would be a really good signing. I think he's done well at Sevilla. I would not go for Ben Chilwell. I, I don't rate Ben Chilwell in the slightest. I think he's just a, a Luke Shaw, really. But Regulon would be a good shout. David Alaba wouldn't be a bad idea as well. Um, I know he's a free agent also. Um, I like the look of um, David Alaba. I, I quite like him. Um, I quite like Marcus Alonso, though. I think Marcus Alonso. Or even Emerson have still got mm. the problem with with them to the season is it's been a bit they haven't had that much faith shown in them they've mm. kind of been bit parts one's played then one's got injured sort of thing so I think if Chelsea do go for another uh, left back they should mm-hmm. get rid of, of Alonso and Emerson mm. but um, I do think if they go for someone like Reguilon um, or maybe even someone a bit cheaper because. Ben Chilwell for fifty million. I don't really know about that, but I like Reguilon. I had a look at him a lot at Sevilla. It's a shame for Real Madrid though, because I think Real Madrid like Reguilon as well. It's just they've got Ferland Mendy and Marcelo, mm. so I think Reguilon would be a decent shout for Chelsea. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maybe and that's they the can thing... swap Reguilon with Kepa. <laughs> you never know. You never know. They might. They might. Uh, well, I don't know if, if Real really needs uh, Reguilón because he is. He is obviously a, a Real Madrid player. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I, I like that joke. That was quite a, quite a good one. But um, yeah, as you mentioned, uh, they, Chelsea could sell both the both the left backs that are there at the moment and Emerson and Alonso if they wanted to because they have got uh, a young left back in Ian Matson uh, who could be coming in as the second choice would be a decent second choice if they brought in a, a first choice so yeah as you mentioned they could definitely definitely sell them too but Luca uh, going to yourself have, have you got any uh, other suggestions in terms of uh, left backs I think to be honest uh, Regulon obviously is a, is a good shout um, mm-hmm. but again I think we mentioned him in the the Arsenal or maybe the United episode I think Tagliafico would um would be a good fit for the yeah. for the Chelsea team, and you could mm-hmm. probably get him for 
maybe 25, 30 million. So mm-hmm. I think fitting into the, the Chelsea setup, that'll be a good shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Taglifico's a decent left back and a, a, a decent. He's he's decent, but as Murray mentioned, he, he is unproven, so it's it's hard to say. I I do I do personally I I, I like Chilwell. I, I don't think he's awful, but I do think he is overpriced. And I personally I I would look at another option in the Premier League who is again would cost a lot more uh, a, a lot of money wouldn't cost as much as Chilwell but I, I would suggest Luca Digne um, at Everton I think he's a solid left back and has got a lot of ability both attacking uh, attacking prowess and defensive as well I was looking at his stats earlier in terms of what he's good at 1, 2.1 tackles per match 1.2 interceptions his ability to attack he's got seven assists from left back as well so a decent uh, decent assists uh, record there this season and he also takes free kicks as well his key passes are 2.1 and he produces about two crosses per match as well so definitely uh, an attacking left back and i think he's really uh, when everton signed him from barcelona i i never thought dinia was that good i thought oh barcelona are just getting rid of a reject to, to a premier league club but he's really shown at everton that he is a decent left back and i think i i personally have to say that i got him wrong as a as a player coming into the premier league i thought I feel he's uh, proven a lot of people wrong. He's a, he is a decent left-back. But out of them options, Murray, you mentioned Tagliafico and so did Luca. So as you're the guest, would you want to go for Tagliafico or as any of the other suggestions that me or Theo have mentioned, is there anyone that you would go for instead of Ben Chilwell? Yeah, the one I'd forgotten about that I'd seen we were linked with before mm-hmm. was David Alba. Actually, right. I think mm-hmm. he's yeah. making all the noises that he wants to come to the Premier League. And right. I don't think he's a free agent yeah, but he's not going to be too expensive. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't really get players with that much experience at the top level yeah, yeah. that easily normally. And I think he's under 30s, 27, 28. So right. he's certainly would, he'd be a, a great choice for us as well because yeah. he'd slip in at centre-back if we needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so he would probably be another top choice for me. Yeah, um, sure, again, sure. Luca Dina, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah, he's got a really good out, um, output attacking-wise. I think... This seems to be a really crucial transfer yeah. window for us. Mm-hmm. We've got more money than others to spend, given we haven't spent in the last year. Yeah. Other clubs don't seem to be putting about the same numbers that we are with mm-hmm. um, the whole COVID crisis. I think we're yeah. in a, bit of a better financial position. Mm-hmm. We have, we've got the rest of the 100 million from Hazard coming in soon, apparently. So right. I think if we want to really throw back in for the title, this is, we just need to go big. So yeah. hopefully with either the goalkeeper or the left back, they go right. Right for it. I think goalkeeper is more important personally. So, mm-hmm. uh, any of the names we've mentioned, actually, I would be happy you, with. You'd be happy with. That's yeah. fine. Is there anyone in particular that you would definitely pick then? Because we're we're, we're kind of a stalemate. We've all kind of given suggestions, so it's yeah. hard to say who we go for in this position. But we could go undecided. Yeah. And we'll let leave it up to Chelsea. But I think that's some good suggestions. We'll, we'll tell you what. We'll move on. We'll say that uh, any of those suggestions out of David Alaba, Lucadinho, Sergio Reguilón could be good. I think Ben Chilwell is overpriced and I do think Chelsea would make a mistake going for that considering what Leicester's asking price is. So I think uh, and Tagliafico, as we mentioned, is, is a decent option, but it is a risk and probably going for someone slightly slightly more prov- proven like Dinia or Alaba at the top level would be decent. So yeah, so we'll, we'll say undecided for left back, but any of those suggestions, if you, if you say in the comments on on the podcast if you if you're listening to this pod yeah give your suggestions on who you think Chelsea should bring in at left back moving on to the other players Andreas Christensen quick answer I personally think he's not that good and I think he uh, Chelsea need to move on Theo you're you're looking like you're agreeing to that do you think it's 
a time up. Yeah, time up for Christensen, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and Murray, what's, what's your opinion on Christensen? Yeah, you know? I, I had a bit of attachment for him because he was one of the few players up until last season that we brought through, you know, because Chelsea fans had been crying out for a, a player to come through the academy for so long and he was the only one that was touching first team and I think it was at the Conte season he played quite a lot in the back three and, you know, he has played well for us but he's always, he's never really established himself as a starter. I think this year it's been pretty even between mm-hmm. him, Zuma, Tomori mm-hmm. and Rudiger. Yeah. Certainly I wouldn't be getting rid of him right now. Um, we'll probably come on to speak to him. I think Zuma personally, it might be time for him to move on. I think we could get good money mm-hmm. for him. Yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd still keep Christensen around. He's still young-ish. Right. But no, he doesn't start for me and he, he's he's not the, the player that we need Mm-hmm. to take us forward but he doesn't go for me at the moment yeah so just keep him around the squad he's, he's worth it if we can uh, yeah. the squad places he, yeah. if you can keep him around Luca what's your opinion on Christensen would you sell him um, or would you would you keep him as a squad player yeah to be honest I think I'd sell him uh, mm-hmm. watching the the final uh, he wasn't good enough I know he came on as a sub which obviously shows you he isn't good enough to start in the first place but uh, yeah I think it's I think his time's up he needs to move Mm, yeah, I, I, I do. I, I personally agree, and I, I would sell Christensen. So it's a three against one here, Murray. So um, <laughs> uh, we're gonna we're gonna sell Christensen if that's all right with yourself as the board. Um, another player, Cesar Aspilicueta, uh, the captain at the moment at Chelsea. I think he's he's definitely a player that I would keep around if he can. He can play, obviously. He, I think what Aspilicueta. It's it's easy to say that I personally don't think he's a centre back. And that's, and that's saying something. I don't think he is a centre-back. I think he's a full-back. At his younger years, he played right-back. He played left-back as well. And I think bringing him to centre-back, you'll lose what Azpi, or Dave, is his nickname. Dave. I think what he's, he's, he's definitely good at. I think you'll lose a lot. So, yeah, uh, I would definitely keep him around. Uh, Theo, would you keep Azpi? Yeah, definitely. Azpi is the closest you'll get to a John Terry-type uh, mm-hmm. player as well. I think, obviously, he was a bit... He got a bit of a run around against the Bamiang on, on Saturday and gave away a penalty, but mm-hmm. he's a very, very good performer. And I was speaking to one of my mates who's a Chelsea fan, actually, and mm-hmm. he was just mentioning about how Aspilicueta's matured over the years mm-hmm. um, since being at Chelsea. When he first came, he used to be quite aggressive and you know, mm-hmm. used to get sent off and booked quite a bit, but he's really turned into a bit of a leader. And if Chelsea are going to have this transition and go through this exciting spell with more youngsters, you need to have a player like Aspilicueta still mm-hmm. there. Yeah, definitely. Look at going to you, uh, as P. Keep him around. Yeah, definitely. Great, great player, great captain. So, hundred percent keeping. Yeah, definitely. And Murray, I, I presume you're the same. But would you keep him as captain of Chelsea, or do you think there's someone else that can take the captaincy role? No, he's definitely the captain still for me. I mean, he's been at the club for seven, eight years now. What a servant he's been! Left back, right back, centre back. He's played wherever he's needed to, and he, he has been one of. The, the best if not the best defenders overall for the last five mm-hmm. years or so and yeah I think as Theo said he, we need still some experience to keep the team grounded and he is a good captain mm-hmm. and he loves the club so he is starting to obviously lose his pace now a bit and you know he's not the player he was a few seasons ago but he's definitely a keep for you know as long as he wants in my mm-hmm. opinion. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I definitely think he's he's definitely a keep. Personally, um, I, again, I, another thing I was going to mention, obviously, I, I quite like Bilbao, and he's a Bass player, Aspilicueta. Yeah. So if Bilbao would want to go for a centre-back, say they lose one of their players um, that are there at the moment, I would definitely love to see Bilbao go for Aspilicueta because I, I thought when he went uh, from, to Chelsea in the first place uh, from Marseille, I thought that's when they should have got him. They should have been chasing his signature earlier because he's a, he's a cracking player and he's been a great servant, as you said. Um, so, yeah, definitely keep him around. Emerson, I think we've mentioned him before, obviously, talking about Alonso as well. I think if you're, if you're keeping Alonso or even if you're not keeping Alonso and you've got Matson as a second choice, I would personally sell Emerson. I think, I think that's clear to see. So we'll, we'll, I think we'll just sell we're selling Emerson. He's not really made an impact at Chelsea and I don't think he's a major loss, to be honest. Another player that you mentioned, Murray, was Kurt Zuma, and you're saying that you'd sell Kurt Zuma. I'm actually agreeing with you here. I, I would sell Kurt Zuma. I think yeah. his positional awareness has, has not been the same, I think, uh, since he's come back from both his injury and his stint at Stoke. He's really not shown to be a, a first-class centre-back for Chelsea, and I definitely think if they bring someone in as well, that they're, they're not going to need Zuma, to be honest, unless they're keeping the squad depth. So I, I would definitely sell Zuma. Theo, would you would you sell Zuma? And do you think it is Chelsea should sell him so they can get a bit of money in? I like Zuma, uh, personally. Mm. I, I'd actually, I know Murray said the, the other way around, I'd, I'd actually sell out uh, Christensen and keep Zuma. Mm. I think Zuma's a, a good centre-back. I think before he broke mm. his leg, when Mourinho was in charge, I believe he was he was looking really, really good. Um, I like Zuma. Um, I know he got the run around a bit, like a lot of the back four on Saturday, but I feel like he's still got a bit of potential. And I don't know how much money you'd get for Zuma. I think you get more for Christensen personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And Luca, would you would you sell uh, Zuma, or do you what, what's your what's your opinion? Yeah, I think I think I I think I keep him around. To be honest with you, I think I'd. Sell Christensen, keep Zoom around. He's he's good to just just have around just in case. Maybe in a cup game you don't want to play your, your big centre backs, you put Zuma in. So I, I think I'd keep him. Right, no problem. Well, uh, we're going to go with the decision of our guests because it's two versus two, and we always go with our guests as the the deciding vote. So we're going to sell Zuma. To be honest, I think well. you sell either him or Christensen. They're both right. in a similar bracket for me. So yeah. yeah. As either so, or, whatever one we can get more money for, you know, take. <laughs> so if we're, if we're selling Christensen, then here, uh, Murray, would you keep Zuma then? If, 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 yeah, if, 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 board, if, if we were, were selling one of them, I'd be keeping the other because they're both right. a good level, okay. you know, they're, they're to have as a squad depth. So if we were selling one, I'd keep the other. Okay, definitely. Take, well, take well, either. So you can make, you can make, you can sell Christensen if you want. No problem. That, well, that changes our decision <laughs> then. It's three versus one. And yeah, we're, we're going to keep Zuma then as another option. Just to quickly motor through the next two, Rhys James, he's going to be staying. He's been yeah. had a mar- marvellous season at Chelsea. Guy. He had a great stint at, uh, the season before at Wigan, and he's really shown his ability coming in uh, for Chelsea at right right back and right wing back. He's really shown his ability, and I think he, he can definitely grow with this Chelsea side. And another one, Fakayo Tomori, I think he's going to be staying at the club. I think Lampard really rates him, and he's uh, got a long way to go in his career and I think definitely will be a, a player to be staying for the future. So yeah, them two, they're going to be staying at Chelsea as well. Um, in terms of other centre-backs, would we bring anyone in, guys? Is there any options that you can think of uh, that you'd bring in? Yeah, I mean, for me, there's a couple of the big names that we have been linked with, um, but the same with Man United as well. Uh, yeah. Again, Atletico, Jose Jimenez, Uruguayan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he'd, he'd be my top choice if we could get someone in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Milan Skriniar from Inter Milan as yeah. well. 
great player, mm-hmm. um, good all-rounder. So if we could get someone of that quality in next to Zuma, Christensen, whoever that might be, then I think we're already looking a lot stronger uh, in defence. Mm-hmm. I think it's that, for me, we need, really need to focus on that centre-back spot. Yep. So there's a lot of great young centre-backs in Europe and Germany yep. as well with, you know, yeah. Upa Camel, whatever his name is. Upa yeah, yeah. Leipzig. You know, is another one that I think mm-hmm. could be yeah. a good fit from Dortmund. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of options. I haven't seen us too heavily linked with anyone at centre-back, so that mm-hmm. normally means yeah. we're going to have to wait to see what happens. But, yeah, yeah there's obviously centre-backs out there that would fit straight yeah. into any team in the Premier League. So Definitely. You mentioned some good names there, uh, Murray Skriniar yeah. and uh, the other boys in Germany. I think they're good options. But a player that I was thinking of was uh, Jonathan Tah as well. He's at Bayer Leverkusen. He's been there for a while. He's the captain as well. So bringing in a bit of that leadership that I think Chelsea need. One that I've seen this week actually mentioned in the press that I'm really not sure about and would be mm-hmm. interested to see what you guys thought about. Yeah. Paul Merson was calling for John Stone. And I, I really don't know about that, to be honest. Mm. Uh, do you yeah. guys think as well that that probably be a poor move for us? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll put that to Theo. What's yeah. your opinion on Stones? Do you think that would be a poor move for Chelsea? I think that would be a very good move. Man, I've always rated John Stones. I think mm-hmm. he's a good centre-back. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he'd be a cheap centre-back as well. Um, and in terms of, again, the core of the young English, it wouldn't right. be too bad. I think Stones has been a bit unfortunate at Man City, I think. Guardiola put a lot of faith in him. He kind of repaid it, and then he's kind of moved on to, to bigger and better things. I like Laporte. I think Laporte. Of course, I like Laporte. I like John Stones. Sorry, I'd go for Ruben Diaz if I was okay. given the yeah. chance. Uh, but Benfica. Stones would be a good signing, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ruben Diaz is a very good uh, centre back at Benfica. Uh, definitely worth a consideration. Luca, have you got any other suggestions? I think I think the, the people the boys have said. To be honest, um, they're, they're good shots, but. I do think they need someone, anyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just need to sign someone to come in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Just yeah anyone, so, literally anyone. So, anyone. Lee, Lee Camp, he'll do a job. Yeah. So, so out of them options, Murray, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it up to yourself. So you, you mentioned a few yourself. Theo says he likes John Stones and thinks he's a decent centre-back. I said yeah. Jonathan Tah. Have you got anyone that would you definitely go for? Yeah, I think John Stones would be a good sign if he came in alongside someone else as well. Mm-hmm. If yeah, we had... Yeah. A, you know, a Jimenez or a Scunyar come in, then yes, Stones fits into that kind yeah. of passing, moving yeah. out from the back. But for me, yeah, Jimenez from my back. Jimenez, yeah. Be, be the top pick, along with Scunyar from Inter. Yeah. Either of those two for me. Yeah. I, I, I do think that, I think Scunyar is going to be going to Man City. I think he's been uh, linked with Man City. And I think if you're going to one of Chelsea or Man City, I think you're just going to pip Man City over them, yeah. over Chelsea. So I think <laughs> Scunyar will be going there. Uh, he's also been linked with Man United and a few other clubs, but I, I think he, he'll go to City personally. Uh, but we'll see. We'll soon see, find out. The, the transfer window is still a long way to go. But yeah, Jimenez, he, he's had an injury hit season this season at uh, Flitco Madrid. So, and it's whether you'll get his, his place back because I think Felipe and Hermoso, think, is, it? Is, it, is it Hermoso or there's a yeah. few others, Savage as well. And they've they've all kind of done quite well. And again, they're, they're the second best defence. So why change that? So Jimenez, I think you could get on a cut fee. So yeah, I think Jose Jimenez is a good shout. So we'll, we'll go for Jimenez then out of those options that you mentioned. Uh, so we'll sign Jose Jimenez as well as another signer. So you're getting signed. 
him in it. It's, that's fine. Uh, on to the midfield. One player that's been uh, linked away is Jorginho. And I think, uh, personally, who will leave this season if an Italian club come after him. I think with the players that are already there, and Kovacic, Kante, a few other players coming through, and Zayic coming in, and Kai Havertz as well, who can play cam and striker. So I think I could see Jorginho leave because of the game time, the limited game time he's going to get. But do you think he's going to leave, uh, Murray? Agreed, yeah. I don't, I don't think there's... We don't need to waste too much talking about Georgino. Yeah. I think yeah. good in patches, but mm-hmm. yeah, he he should. Yeah, I would take it. Yeah. I would if you were going to get 40, 50 million for him, then just yeah. bite your hand, bite their hand off, and take it. Definitely, Theo. Do you think he's going to be away to Juventus to to? Yeah, there's a nice Barry? deal. There's a nice deal that's lined up there. I think they'll right. swap him for Aaron Ramsey. And I think Aaron Ramsey would be a very good signing for Chelsea as well. Right, okay, yeah, that's that's a decent shout, Aaron Ramsey. It might do the same as Fabregas, obviously, what happened to Cesc Fabregas and in, in ruining a bit of his Arsenal credibility. But do you th- Come back do you think- to the bigger and better club, you know. I <laughs> think <in our laughs> definitely, definitely. <laughs> do, you, do you think that would ruin his credibility then, uh, Luca, if, if Ramsey was to come back back to the Premier League and go to Chelsea? I think, I think maybe a few snake, snakes would be mm-hmm. uh, held yeah. about at him. But I think, yeah. to be honest... I think Ramsey's a very good player, so I think he should come back to the Prem. And if if it's from a swap deal, then then decent, yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. Well, we'll go with what Theo said, and we'll, 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 Ramsey's going to come in with the Jorginho deal. So, Adam Ramsey, you're going to be joining Chelsea. So, yeah, that, that's that's quite a good shout and good 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 uh, research there, Theo. The other players, uh, Ngolo Kante, I think we can all say that Ngolo Kante is one of the best central midfielders, centre defensive midfielders in the world in the last few years. He has had a tough season though this season with injuries. I think this is his first time that he's missed quite a lot of matches and I think Chelsea have really missed him in that in the heart of the midfield and Kovacic has had to take on a lot of more work whilst he's he's been missing. So yeah, uh, again, Murray, just just to quickly say, uh, obviously opinions on Kante, and do you think now that he's coming back fit, obviously with this long period of break break away from the Premier League and coming back, do you think he's going to really sh- show his ability again? A hundred percent, he stays. Um, I mean, I think the midfield is probably the area that we 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 need a little bit less work in this season because mm. we do have some good options. And yeah, yeah, Kante stays. Like yeah. he's phenomenal, great player. He works so hard for us. One yeah. of the nicest guys you'll ever see in football. And the, the thing is, there actually has been a few rumours that he might be getting sold this summer, and I really hope they're not true. Mm. If we were to be selling them, then we better be investing that in a yeah, someone unbelievable. If we are yeah. getting rid of Kante, yeah, because yeah, you're right. He's for yeah. me, is the best centre defence midfielder, uh, <laughs> and he's really made that role his own since he came at Leicester. Um, yeah. And yeah, he's. I don't think there's any debate really about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 definitely the case. And I think uh, Theo and Luca are in agreement of how good uh, N'Golo Kante is and uh, what he brings to this Chelsea team. Another one is Ross Barkley. I'm going to talk about uh, go to Theo about this because he says I'm sure that you said you really like Barkley and feel he deserves more game time at Chelsea. Yeah, I've been a big fan of Ross Barkley since the day burst onto the scene for Everton. Mm-hmm. Barkley's a very very good player. I like the fact that the emergence of Billy Gilmore this season and also having extra competition has kind of brought the best out of Ross Barkley this season. And in my opinion, I actually think Chelsea are more structured and they function better when Ross Barkley's playing. I just think that Ross Barkley has always had this 
hype around him that he'll never live up to as good as he was made out to be. So I think he's always kind of in the shadows a little. But I like Ross Barkley and I think Chelsea are a better team when he's in, in their side. I really do. Mm. You just yeah. see some of the quality he's got. I mean, mm-hmm. I know that game against Liverpool in the Cup was against a, a slightly depleted Liverpool team, but mm. he, he ran the show and he's got a quality goal. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I quite like Barkley. I think he's been unfortunate with uh, the criticism he's received. I do think he is a decent player, but it depends. That The only thing that, again, you're mentioning that he should get some more game time, but with Zayic coming in now, is Zayic going to take that role? Look, I'll go to yourself. Do you think Zayic is going to take that role at left centre midfielder slash Cam? Do you think he's going to be taking that role off, off Barkley? Yeah, 100%. Um, Zayic is, is a quality player. I think... The amount of money they spent on him would be stupid to just to, mm-hmm. to sort of play Barkley over him, but yeah. not. I think maybe I think you keep Barkley around. He's a good player, <laughs> and I think Ziyech, if he's you know if you rest him in a cup game, you put Barkley on. Still, still use Barkley mm-hmm. as and when you need him as a sub, maybe. So I think we keep Barkley around. Yeah. 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 I I definitely think I agree with you. You definitely play Zayic over him. But yeah, uh, Murray, would you keep Barkley in around the squad? And yeah, think I think whether he's going to be the player in two or three seasons that's going to start for us and hopefully be back in the title winning team, I don't know. But he seems to have really, since lockdown, come into his own and he, he mm-hmm. has won games for us, you know, and the way he drives at defences. Yeah. He, has, he, he has some great qualities. But I do, as I do, worry for his game time in that centre midfield role with Havertz and uh, Ziyech coming in. As we've said, yeah. I don't see him starting. Yeah. But you know, he's proved that he can fight his way into the squad. So I think having him around and fighting for his place is only a good thing for the team. So yeah. he definitely stays for me. I, I really like yeah. him. I think he's a great lad, and yeah. uh, I want to. I, I think I really want to see him become a, like a next Lampard for us. I'd love that because. As you know, he's not quite lived up to that potential, so it would be great to see. I really want him to become that. Yeah. Whether I think he is going to do that or not, I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, he's definitely a keep. Yeah, keep around. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another one that's a definite keep around is Mateo Kovacic. He's been a fantastic mm-hmm. player this season. Uh, we mentioned him on, me and Luca mentioned him in the undervalued uh, team that we've done and included him in that, or underappreciated slash undervalued. And uh, Kovacic this year, his stats don't lie in terms of dribble numbers. He's, he's, the fifth high, he's the fifth highest in the Premier League and that's behind four wingers. So I just think he's a definite starter on that right centre midfielder role. And he's definitely going to be in that Chelsea team next season and it, for years to come. And I think Real Madrid really did make a mistake in not keeping him around. Worth uh, 40 million as well. Yeah, yeah, it just shows you. It shows you. There's value but, out there. <laughs> yeah, there is value out there. And I think with Kovacic, he's just, he's almost reminds you, he's different to Modric. He is different to Modric. Uh, but I do think he has got that potential to be as good as Luka Modric to, to what he became in his career. And I think Kovacic is, is a fantastic player. So, yeah, he's staying around. He's going to be in the main team for next season, playing that right centre midfielder role. Uh, one player that I think, personally, I think I would sell him. Uh, he had a good loan spell at Crystal Palace, and that's Ruben Loftus-Cheek. I think with the numbers we've got here, if Aaron Ramsey comes into the, into the uh, Chelsea squad, N'Golo Kante staying, Ross Barkley, Mateo Kovacic, Hakim Zayic, and Havertz as well, and Mason Mount, I forgot to mention Mason Mount, we'll go on to him to speak about him as well. I think Ruben Loftus-Cheek's time at Chelsea is done, and I think you can get probably about 
15 to 20 million for Loftus-Cheek. But Murray, would you would you let Loftus-Cheek go now? Just a quick, yeah, quick I just quick. can't believe that we've not mentioned Danny Drinkwater yet. He's my favourite. <laughs> yeah, um, oh, definitely. Has he not been sold he, yet? Is he? I he, thought he went no, to... he's, a, he's a keep for me. He starts. Um, no. Oh, Danny Drinkwater. <laughs> yeah. no. uh, Loftus-Cheek, yeah. It's, it's, it's injuries that have, had, have hampered mm-hmm. his career, really. Um, he came back and I think... Lampard was playing him on the left wing, which when he first came back, and I don't, I don't really agree with that personally. I don't know what that was about. I think you know he's obviously a good player, and he's but he's been that nearly man for us. I mean, he played when that season he was at Palace, he was really good, and then came into the World Cup and played well as well, and then got the the big injury. Yeah, I think to, to be honest, if we're making room in the squad, he is a sell. Mm-hmm. If we uh, if we could just keep everyone and just hope that they came good, then yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. I think looking at, I was thinking yeah. recently that we would, yeah. we could sell him and we would get good money for him. And I, I think he will go on to forge a really good career mm-hmm. in the Premier League and an England career. Yeah. But I think it's going to be stunted at Chelsea at the moment. The players have yeah. got ahead of them, yeah. so maybe sneak a little buyback clause in there, like we did with Ake. Yeah, yeah, yeah you never know. Up. Then you know, sure. But um, yeah, I think he can go and uh-huh. he deserve. He is a good enough player. To, to somewhere in the PL so yeah um, yeah I think I agree with you Jordan yeah good stuff good stuff yeah so uh, yeah I think Theo you and agreed would you let Loftus-Cheek go with the numbers obviously we're talking about the numbers of players do you think it's time to get some more game time for him somewhere else in the Premier League if Chelsea weren't bringing in more midfielders and didn't have the emergence of Billy Gilmore I'd say probably give him a loan but because mm-hmm. of what's going on I think it's I think Loftus-Cheek for himself I think a move to Everton would probably do Loftus-Cheek yeah, solid. Yeah. As, maybe even Newcastle as well. Yeah. Um, I think he's a bit better than a lower table Premier League. Yeah, club, yeah definitely. definitely. Um, I definitely think that as well. I, I think Palace, he could go back to Palace as another option. I think he'd done really well there. And I think he would have uh, all the fans on, on his side. Uh, Luca, would you would you let him go back to a club like Palace maybe? Or, or as Theo suggested, uh, Newcastle could be a good option for him. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um, I, I, as Murray said, I don't know why... I don't know why Lampard is playing on the wing because he's not a winger at all. Um, but yeah, I think I think you just you just get rid of him. Not that he's a bad player, but I don't think he I don't think he's got any chance of starting. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe a mid-table club like Arsenal. You know, they could really do. That. <laughs> definitely, that's that, that's quite a funny one. Um, yeah, de- definitely, Murray. Arsenal, Arsenal are. Yeah, it'd be good for Arsenal, by the way. I tell you, it'd what. actually be okay. He wouldn't be. He wouldn't be that bad. I, I think it's it's a lot same when you've they've got Ainsley Maitland Niles playing. It'd be a bit better than that fraud Sabalos in midfield. Yeah, I, I like Tobias, so... I, I saw a really funny one today. Yeah. I saw a really funny one today, sorry, about, and about Tobias versus mm-hmm. Kovacic, and an Arsenal yeah. fan oh, tweeted about how, how much better he is than, oh, greater just, than Kovacic. Just, and then no, someone, no. Kovacic has more Champions Leagues than uh, Sabayos has goal involvements this season. So, <laughs> so <laughs> that, yeah, guy. Just, that, that guy can shut up, I think. I think yeah. that's, that's, that's a load of rubbish. Anyway, we'll, we'll quickly uh, wrap up the midfield. Marco Van Ginkel, he's he's still at Chelsea somehow. I can't believe he's So many loans. Oh, boy. Uh, but he's a good. He's done. Lucas Key is on as well. He's, he's actually done really well at PSV. That's the strange thing. He's actually done really well in the Dutch league. So I think a move to the Dutch league, uh, back to the Eredivisie, is is a good option uh, for Van Ginkel. Mason Mount, I think he'll be staying. I think Frank Lampard really likes him. 
And yeah. uh, even though he might not get as much game time next season with the emergence of other players and Havertz possibly coming in, that's not been confirmed yet. So it's, oh, it's that's not, not a definite. Yes. Uh, but obviously with Zayic coming in, he's going to get slightly less game time. But that's good for him. He's, he, he's been involved in a lot of Chelsea's games this year. And I think he, he could do with um, a break some of the time in the games. I think playing too many games can really... Early on, as we've seen with Michael Owen, it, it has effects on your body uh, playing so many games and, and injuries coming later in your career. So I think Mason Mount to have that bit of a break now and again in, in the Chelsea side would be good for him. And Billy Gilmore, as we said, if he can get a loan to, to the Championship to bulk up a bit and improve on his game, I think that that that's worth a, a, a look at for his personal career. Anyway, that's that's a good way to wrap up the midfield. I was going to say that I think uh, Theo mentioned to me earlier that he needs to head off at half past eight. Um, so uh, we're going to let Theo and Luca head off. But me and Murray, will, me and you, Murray, will we'll finish off the forward line uh, for Chelsea. And yeah, it was good having uh, you on, uh, Luca and Theo again. And we'll, Come on, boys. We'll, I'll, I'll be in touch, obviously, about next week. Um, we'll, see you later. Right. Anyway, see you later, guys. Good to you, Murray. Good to meet you, mate. All, yeah, all the best. See right. See you later. See you later, boys. Good stuff. It's just me and yourself, Murray. Uh, to finish off the forward line, going on to talk about that, obviously Pedro, he's joining Roma, I think, on a pre-contract. And uh, yeah. How good a servant has he been to, to Chelsea? Yeah, he's been one of those players who's never been the number one, like that name on the team sheet for us. I mean, he, he, I wouldn't say he came to us at the back end of his career, but he was approaching mm-hmm. 28, 29 when he came. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. He's a class act. Uh, he's never yeah. really produced top top numbers for us but mm-hmm. in moments I mean he's 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 got a touch and it scored some fantastic goals for us and important goals for us so mm-hmm. uh, yeah I've got no bad will towards Pedro going I think you know he's still got something left to give absolutely and I think he'll do well in Syria in a league that's a bit slower yeah so definitely. yeah but all the best I mean he's been a great player for us and what he's won everything there is to win in the game when you look at the trophies he's won I know I mean, he's, he's won so many he's probably the most decorated player I mean, yeah, I, I would say I would say him and, and and Thiago as well at Bayern Munich. He's yeah. Thiago's all obviously up there. I think they left Barcelona at similar times, and yeah, I think Pedro, he's had a great career, and it'll be nice to see him finish off in in the capital of Italy, and it'll be nice to see him uh, play some games for them. And obviously, he'll be still in the Europa League as well, so yeah. he'll he'll be in European football. So yeah, hopefully, he can do well for them, like Mkhitaryan as well. Mkhitaryan's done quite well out there, so um, it can revive a career as well at Roma, so a decent team to go to. William, is, he's also probably leaving. He Again, what's your opinions on William and how well he's done at Chelsea? Yeah, I mean, he's again, he's, he's been a great player for us and, you know, been there first through, like, I mean, he's been through that transition period when, you know, when he mm-hmm. first came, I think, I believe it was 2013, maybe. Yeah. Um, you know, so he's been there a long time. We still had Lampards and Terry's and even Jex at that time. So he's kind of been there. He's been through a lot of managers and he's always mm-hmm. had, got his head down and just played well for us. Mm-hmm. Never really caused too many issues, I think. Yeah, I would if I could, I would sign him to another one or two year deal. He's, I think the, the word is that he's holding out for a three year deal, which I don't yeah. think it's worth giving him. Mm-hmm. To be honest, he's, he's what, 32 now, I think. So yeah, yeah. Um, as a winger, he's not going to be at that level at 35. Yeah. I would love to see him here next season. If he would stay, but it's looking unlikely. Um, you know, again, maybe a drop to a table team like Arsenal would be right for him. But <laughs> yeah. um, you know, he's a great player, and if he chooses to leave, I, I wouldn't hold that against him because yeah. he deserves to be playing first team football. And I don't think we can guarantee him that next season. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I think what I would do with William is I would have suggested to him maybe 
a two-year contract with an option of another year yeah. uh, might be might be a shout. But again, yeah, the players that you're bringing in, this new young blood, and I think with the number of players uh, Chelsea have got, they can let William go, and yeah. he's on a high wage, so it's probably worth worth moving on and and looking in a, a different direction. So yeah, we'll we'll say that he's leaving as well. Uh, Callum Hudson Odoi, is he as good as people make out? To be honest. <laughs> I'm kind of not sold on him 100%. I mean, I would definitely keep him. He's so young. But when there was this massive drive to keep him, and I think they've put him on massive wages. Apparently, he's on the best part of 180000 a week, which are somewhere between 140000 180000 which I think yeah. is a bit ridiculous. I mean, I yeah. know they had to give him a big contract offer because Bayern were in for him. Yeah, um, yeah, they were. But to be honest, whenever he's played, he's never really shown that he's worth that. Mm-hmm. Willian's obviously still been keeping him out of the team. He has had a couple of injuries, to be fair. Yeah. And yeah, he's definitely still got his place in the squad to show what he can do. But, you know, he's not proved to me that he's at that level yet. So, but yeah, I mean, he's obviously, we keep him and see what he can do. He's, he's obviously a talented lad and yeah. can get his head down and work. But I think there's been noises from him that he is a bit discontent and wants to start more. But with the, again, the players we've got coming in, does yeah. he start? Absolutely not. So, yeah, um, I know. Um, I, yeah, but he's obviously a keep for us. Um, yeah, to, you don't get players like that coming along every day. Yeah. So, and you know, if we do sell Monday, it'll be for a lot of money. So, yeah, yeah. I think it's easy to also see that when Chelsea then gave him a new contract, Byron stopped going for him and went for Leroy Sane. So it just shows you, yeah. uh, Byron didn't really care that much about really pursuing him and no. went for for the better. In my opinion, the better player and yeah, won't be the better player. The better player, yeah. Yeah, Leroy Sane's. Yeah. It's clearly the better player. So yeah. um, I think Hudson Odoi is lucky to be at Chelsea and he needs to show a bit more respect for that for the, for that jersey. And even though he's not going to get the game, yeah. I understand that players want game time, but he's still a young player and he's still yeah. got a lot of time. So he needs to learn yeah. that patience is worth it. If he think, remains yeah. patient, he'll get the game time. Our other young players don't seem to be that way inclined, you know, like they seem mm-hmm. to be good professionals, Mason Mount. Yeah. Or like you don't really hear any noises of that no, you of don't. that way coming out from them, even if they've been benched for a while. And mm-hmm. I think he's been given that big contract and I think it's maybe gone to his head a little. But you know, yeah. not to say he's a young guy. Like yeah. he could he could easily become one of the best wingers in the Premier League. So we'll give him some time. I think at least yeah. We'll see this season what he can do, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Lampard will do that. until I think it's up to Callum Hudson-Odoi to, to decide his future apply um, and apply himself as a, as a player. So, yeah, we're, we're going to keep Hudson-Odoi around. Another one is Christian Pulisic. In terms of Christian Pulisic, I think he's a fantastic player. I think he had a tough start to his Chelsea career and a lot of Chelsea fans gave him grief really early on, but I think that was unwarranted how well he'd done at Dortmund and he's definitely a player that's a great player, Captain America himself. So, yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, I think Christian Pulisic is is a definite keep. But yeah, how well Pulisic has done this season? Yeah, do you think do you think he's lived up to the hype? Yeah, I think as you say, he came and I think at the start of the season he had a bit of an injury, didn't he? And mm-hmm. but it was an exciting signing. Um, I think we were talking before uh, we went on air that mm-hmm. I've liked MLS and I, I like yep. see the American yeah. soccer team do well. <laughs> yeah. so let's, not, ex- let's keep that word out if you're soccer. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Um, and I, so I was really excited when we signed Pulisic. Uh, that was a bit out of the blue when we did sign him last yeah. in January 2019. And yeah, I mean, since lockdown, he's been on, he has been our best player by somewhat well, along with, you know, Giroud giving something different. But Pulisic's yeah. his quality dribbling at players is, it has been Hazard-esque and if you actually look at his output this season in terms of numbers, it's not too dissimilar to what Hazard mm-hmm. did in his first season either. 
obviously is not at that level yet and Hazard is, <clears throat> to be honest, it could have been mentioned at the start of the video amongst my favourite players, but yeah, he's he's brilliant. And I think when you look at the, the potential front line we could have next season, he starts from that. Mm-hmm. Now after his performances this season towards the back end and his, his athleticism and his determination and, and his end product, it's, mm-hmm. he's only yeah. going to get better. He's 21, Definitely. 22. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, He's nowhere near his prime yet, so yeah, what a player, one for the future. Definitely, and I think uh, Christian Pulisic, he's he's, again when he was at Dortmund, it was kind of a shame because Sancho came onto the scene, and a lot of people forgot about Pulisic's um, ability and productivity. And I think it's clear to see that uh, he's really shown that at Chelsea, especially in the latter part of of the season. Um, He's showed uh, how good a player he is. He's got 14 goals in the Premier League and the the cup competitions so he's he's done really well five assists as well so yeah and shots per game 2.4 as is getting a good number of shots away and if he can play it upside and we're going to go and talk about um the new players that's been brought in in Timo Werner if he can play up beside Timo Werner I don't I, I think that tally will just just skyrocket yeah. with someone like Pulisic I think the better the players he's playing around the better he, he's going to become and he's 21 so he's got so yeah, so about well. ten years at the top yeah. level. So yeah, I think it's it's too early to say that he's he's not going to definitely even get better. And I think Chelsea have uh, were wise to pick him up from uh, Borussia Dortmund. Another player you mentioned, Giroud. There, do you think Giroud's going to stay around with obviously uh, the signing of Werner? I th- um, you know I think I like to think he will. Um, I th- I, th- I really thought he was gone this this mm-hmm. in the winter there. Yeah. Um, obviously, Chelsea couldn't find the right solution to replace him at that time, so yeah. that's why he stayed. I mean, he's a great. I love Giroud, and yeah. I mean, he, the thing is, because of his age, he doesn't. He's not going to be our first striker. I think he no. still feels like he could be. Mm-hmm. And you know, fair enough. I mean, the, what I think he's scored seven or eight goals since lockdown. You know, he's right. he's won it. He's he almost dragged us into the Champions League with his goals since lockdown and since the turn of the year, really, when he kind of was when Abraham was injured and he came in, he's, he's a great player, but I mean, he's what, 33 now, 32, 33. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah. um, but you know, obviously I'd keep him in the squad, whether he will or not, it's another question, but you know, he's a great personality. I really like the guy and mm-hmm. he's a top, he's a world-class player, world cup winner. So yeah, he stays for me if, if we can keep him, but at the same time, he, he, he deserves to play first team football somewhere, but he's getting to that age now where, can he expect that at the top level? Probably not. So mm-hmm. he might as well collect his salary from Chelsea and score mm-hmm. a header here and there. <laughs> yeah, if if you can keep if you can keep Giroud, then yeah, that's I think that's quite good. I think a lot of uh, lower Premier League clubs, maybe West Ham, would be after someone like Giroud. Oh, yeah, um, someone someone would take Giroud off your hands if if he want to leave. So if you can keep him, yeah, keep him. But again, it's up to Giroud. Does he want to remain the third choice striker? Because the next player we're going to go and talk about, Tammy Abraham, he's definitely going to be staying as probably the second choice behind Timo Werner. I think Tammy Abraham is for his first season in the Premier League. I think mentioned earlier, 19 goals in the Prem. And I don't think you could ask much more of him because you'd be talking about elite levels if he had got even more goals. And yeah. I think he really has shown that he can make it at the top level. 
a lot of people were saying obviously his time at Swansea when he was younger, but I think that was un, unfair. He was a young striker then, and he's done really well in the Championship. And I knew he was going to be a better striker than a Championship striker. That season when he went on loan to Swansea as well, I think he started really well. And I mean, that was the season he got relegated, yeah. I think. And he was their top scorer for most of the season. Yeah. I think he's got work to do. It's clear he missed a lot of opportunities for us. He needs to get more clinical. But as you say, he scored double figures. You know, he, he's. He was our best striker for the, most of the season. He got injured and he came back and he wasn't quite there at the races, yep. but he obviously yeah. stays and got a massive future at the club. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Definitely. The, uh, there's another player that's still at Chelsea. He's been on <laughs> a, a number of loan spells. Mitchie Batshuayi, uh, yeah. the forgotten man at Chelsea. It's it's kind of a shame because I remember when Batshuayi came from Marseille, he had a really good season in Ligue 1 and yeah. had scored, I think it was around about 16 goals for Marseille the, the season before Chelsea had bought him. And I, I really thought he was going to do well. And it was kind of a shame that it's kind of not worked out. But I think a move away for him per, uh, permanently. He's been at Palace, I think, is it? Uh, he's been on loan. Dortmund, um, Valencia. Dortmund. He's, been, yeah. he's been everywhere. And he did uh, well so at Dortmund as well. He did, like, yeah. So. He did really well at Dortmund, and I, I think I don't think he'll go to Dortmund now with obviously uh, Erlen Haaland there now, and there's probably not a place for him to be the main striker. But maybe a move back to France might be worth uh, a move, or or to some other team in Germany, in um, or in the Prem. But I, I I personally think the Prem isn't the league suited to him because he's had these stints at Palace. I think uh, he's really not made a mark there either. So I think a move to Germany or France uh, mm. would be the best best move for him because he'd done well at Dortmund and he'd done well in France as well at Marseille when he was a younger younger player. So I think definitely I would I would sell Batshuayi and I I think you would have to agree, Murray. You'd, you'd yeah, I mean he, when he came in, he was at, it was at a time when we were really looking for a centre forward. I think mm-hmm. it was as Costa was leaving. And, you know, we'd had a couple of unsuccessful, I mean, Falcao, I mean, Alexander Pato, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A FIFA FIFA legend, Alex Pato. Yeah. He always used to bang in the goals. And he kind of came in and he he, he never even was, he's never been our first team striker because I think we bought him for around 30 odd million, which back then, you know, was a a bit more. And he's (laughs) just never been our first team striker. Uh, I don't don't think he ever could be for me Mm -hmm. as a tell, like. Yeah. You know, he's he's better. He's okay to have around, and he's scored a couple of goals this season. But yeah, he yeah. he needs to go. Yeah, uh, that that that's definitely the case. I would I would hundred percent agree with you, Mitch Batshuayi. I would I move on, and to, for his career, he needs to move on and find yeah. find a permanent club. We'll we'll cover the new signings uh, now. Uh, the signings that have uh, happened already. Timo Werner. Uh, how yeah. excited are you uh, to see Timo Werner? I couldn't Chelsea. believe it. I couldn't believe it when we signed him. To, uh, when it was because mm-hmm. it happened so fast as well. Mm-hmm, yeah, and we'd obviously been linked with him, but so had Liverpool. And I mean, yeah, everyone would think he'd be going to Liverpool because I mean, yeah. why would you not? <laughs> um, yeah, I know. But as soon as it kind of came up. It was I think it was like a Thursday. I remember it really well, and it was deal agreed, personal terms, and it happened so fast. I mean, mm-hmm. I was because we, we had not long. Well, it'd been a few months obviously since we'd announced the signing of ZH, but. I was not expecting a player of his calibre. I mean, yeah. if you look around the strikers in Europe, there's actually almost no one that I would take yeah. over him. I mean, yeah. um, I've always had a swan spot for Icardi and I mean, mm. Letera Martinez. Uh, but I think Werner's probably the best young striker yeah. in Europe really um, is, of, yeah. of that proven quality anyway that's had a few seasons. And oh, he's going to 
he's I think he's going to tear up the prem next yeah. year. I mean, yes, yeah. I don't want to get too excited because we've had you know that's why we've had other players that have yeah. had good numbers, but mm-hmm. I think he's too good. I mean, yeah. on the international stage as well, his record's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. I think the type of football as well that Lampard's playing and the team he's building, I think he could be that next. Drogba, Diego Costa, we've had the lineage of those players and we've not had one since Costa left. Yeah. So I think he's the next, a completely different player to those two. But yeah, he, I, I, th- I don't want to say it, but I don't see how he can do badly for us. Yeah. So especially with other players we're bringing in. So, yeah. um, so excited to see him pull on the jersey for the first mm-hmm. time and uh, start banging in the goals for us, yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. Uh, uh, you look at his record since about... I think it was around about uh, 16, 17 when he joined Leipzig. 21 goals, and then uh, 13 and 17, 18, in 18, 19, 16, and then in this season, 28 goals in the Bundesliga. And that's not including the Champions League. That's not including the cup competitions we just mentioned there. 28 goals. So he's just behind the man of Robert Lewandowski. And a lot of people at Bayern were wanting Werner to replace Lewandowski once he finished his career. It's quite refreshing to see a a young German player not just go to Bayern, actually. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it really was. Gretzkas or Schulas or whoever, they always end up going to Bayern, so I'm quite happy to see him. Yep, yeah. Uh, Obviously, Uh, I'm delighted and I can't wait to see him. Because we've known for a month or so now, we just can't wait to see him play. You just want to see him. uh, I'm sure that uh, you you really want to go and see him. uh, Have you ever been to a Chelsea game live? I have, yeah, Yeah. uh, a couple of times. um, it's so obviously not very often because it's, well, not on yeah. my front doorstep, but of course, of course. I'd like to go down yeah, some point yeah. next season. Yeah, Hope, hopefully you can go back, uh, go down next season and uh, see Werner live yourself because I, I, I can only imagine how good he is. Well, the player and how good he's playing been. up front for us when I did see them last was Bertrand Traore. So oh, like, that's oh, that. Definitely, yeah, an upgrade, a, a definitely an upgrade on him. It was a 1-1 one, one with Stokes, so uh, oh, yeah, yeah, hopefully I'll be doing a bit better than that. <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully if you go down, Werner can get you a hat-trick, mate. <laughs> uh, and you can see that because yeah, he's a he's an unreal player, and I'm yeah. I'm glad he's went to a club where he's going to be appreciated. Because if I think if he went to Liverpool, a lot of people were like, "Oh, you should drop Bobby Firmino," and I didn't think you should drop Bobby Firmino, but you could have put Firmino back to Cam. Uh, Liverpool yeah. could have done that, but I think what Werner's going to bring is he's going to bring Chelsea to another level up front, uh, and I, I think he's he's going to be as prolific as Diego Costa, and could be even as good as Drogba because uh, he's 24 and he's got uh, years ahead of him to to, yeah. to prove that he's probably going to be. He, I, and it's easy to say this, but I could see him becoming one of the best strikers in the Premier League. Uh, oh, if, yeah, if, if his record in the Bundesliga suggests that uh, if he continues that form, he will definitely become one of Chelsea's best uh, strikers, uh, I think. So anyway, yeah, that's that's a good coverage on Werner. We've, we've covered him in previous podcasts, so our listeners know that how much we love Werner and how, how good he is. Another player, Hakim Zayic. Uh, do you know much about Zayic and uh, do you think he's going to yeah. add a lot to Chelsea? I'd read a couple of in-depth articles um, mm-hmm. on him um, after uh, we bought it, or it was announced back in February, I think it was, that we managed yeah. to come to the agreement. And mm-hmm. you know, he's he's obviously we've seen him in the Champions League. I mean, if yeah. if it, Ajax hadn't had that Champions League run, it's unlikely that anyone would really talk about him that much, to be honest. Because yeah. you know, or as much certainly as he was, like he scored some phenomenal goals. And I think it was the game earlier in the season at Stamford Bridge. Well, finished 4-4 should have been 5-4 to us if it wasn't for a VAR faux pas but he ran the show and he scored some cracking goals I mean <laughs> his quality is undeniable and I think him 
on the right, Pulisic on the left and Werner up top. I mean, I don't think there's going to be many better front threes than that no. if they start to gel well into the squad. Um, uh-huh. yeah. It's the quality of his delivery, his end product. And I think his, his life story as well, reading about it, he's really had to fight for what he's got. And mm-hmm. I think he's, he's himself kind of knew that he had to mature a bit when he was a bit younger with some of his early career. I think he was at Herdeven. Yeah. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, and he's... Ajax, he's just he's totally gone to a new level. So hopefully mm-hmm. he can step up again. I mean, he's not the youngest. I think he's 27. Yeah. Um, but obviously just coming into that prime. So if we can get three or four yeah. seasons out of him at that level, I mean, yeah, it's, it's going to be a joy to watch that front line next mm-hmm. season, I think. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. You're going to have a... Even if he stays for three, four seasons, you're going to get a bit of sell-on clause even with him. I think I think if you get that output off him, you can again sell him on if you choose to in, in years to come. But again, he's just joined, so there's no point in talking about that. Uh, no. In four years' time, we'll, we'll see how he gets on. as well. I mean, I know it's a great deal. Werner was, I mean, I know it was a release clause, but 54 million uh-huh. steal, like yeah, that 30, was a steal. 32, 33 million for Ziyech. I mean, yeah. we've done some really good business, you know, like that. Yeah. And that like, goes back to Gronowska because she's obviously the kind of a commercial head of the club and she has yeah. made some good... I mean, we yeah. said there's been bad deals, but this season but, it's yeah, unbelievable. So it's definitely been. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll hopefully see some more come through the door. But And we mentioned earlier that uh, if we can get like all black Jimenez, you, you never know if you can get these players, then yeah. uh, you'd, you'd have a fantastic team. But one player that's been mentioned a lot, and we're, we're going to cover him, how good he is and how scary this would be. This Chelsea team is scary. If you get yeah. this man, if you get Kai Havertz, yeah. I'm sorry, I think Chelsea have got a real chance at winning the Premier League and taking it off Liverpool because yeah. I've I've seen Kai Havertz a, a couple of times. I've watched him. I've not watched him live, but I've watched many uh, highlight clips of him. I've watched uh, countless uh, 90 minute games of Leverkusen and him alongside uh, Musa Diaby this season uh, for Bayer Leverkusen. He's just been unreal. So yeah, how how exciting would yeah. Havertz be, and how how could you fit all these players in? That's that's my yeah. That's well, my I, I actually did a little uh, uh-huh. on my phone a while ago, like a little yeah. line up um, on an app of how we would fit them uh-huh. in, and yeah. it is possible. Uh, yeah. I think. Well, we'll uh, go into that in a second. We'll go yeah. into the lineup. Uh, in but no, I mean, because I, we just signed Werner, and then we were <laughs> suddenly getting strongly linked with Havertz as well, and I couldn't I couldn't really believe it to be honest. And everything yeah. that's looking like at the moment in the media is. Uh, is Mm-hmm. Is, there's no one else in from at that price I think no one else yeah. can afford him at the moment and even if we do end up paying around 80-90 million take it you know like mm-hmm. yeah. so how you don't often get a clear run at a player like that when you've got Bayern Munich Real Madrid teams mm-hmm. like that yeah what a player and it, it almost will be where we're going to fit everyone in but yeah he, he's a fantastic player I mean it's, I've, you don't see talented 21 year olds like that putting out the numbers that he's putting out as well Definitely. in the Bundesliga which is obviously isn't quite the prem but it's one of the highest leagues you could probably after the league or the next top league you could maybe be performing in and yeah, in a Leverkusen side as well that are talented but he's the number one man for them so um, yeah it's all hopefully fingers crossed is a done deal and we can get him in and yeah what as you say scary it is scary. I can't believe it. it's like I, the last time that Chelsea haven't actually spent money like this for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, haven't no. Had one season transfer even, window, so that, it's really it's really exciting. And yeah. that's like Chelsea never actually have spent as much. Yeah, yeah I mean yeah. their net spend, well, our net spend over the last few years isn't high because mm-hmm. we, we have managed to get some big fees for players as well. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What what a signing if if it comes off. It's, yeah. It's going to Definitely. demolish. Uh, and I think, yeah, if we can get him in with a centre-back, 
goalkeeper, a couple of defensive reinforcements. It doesn't even all have to be this season. Yeah. Then we're serious contenders again yeah, for me. And, definitely. Um, maybe not this season, but the season after. Yeah, de- definitely. Just to cover how good Havertz is, 18 goals this season, 8 assists, shots per game, 1.9. He can play cam, he can play centre striker, he can play probably on the wing even, if you, wing wanted well, him, even if you wanted to play there 1.5 aerial duels once he, he's a tall player he's a bit lanky he's not got the he's not he's not the most strongest player but what he provides is that he's just got that presence where he can just he doesn't even have to jump that high to win a header he yeah. just has to just go and nod it in that's yeah. all he has to do so i think he's a he's a he's a great player and yeah how much how good he could be uh, 1.9 key passes as well so if he was playing at the cam spot he could uh, provide Timo Werner with so many chances together, like, that would be unreal and and that's the thing into the Germany setup as well I, mean. I think that's the thing you, you can yeah. carry that on in the Germany setup and I think yeah. the German national team would really really want that to be the case I think that would really show to to give them a, a real chance at winning the Euros uh, and, the, and the World Cup as well the upcoming World Cup in is it where, where's the next World Cup is it Mexico and uh, USA, I think. No, the next World that, Cup is the Qatar one. Oh, is it the Qatar one, right? Yeah. Is it the Qatar one and then it's that one after? Yeah. I think that's what it is. I think it's the Qatar. It's obviously got the, the Euros that's obviously been delayed because of this, yeah. uh, the pandemic, etc. You've got the likes of, and then you've got Qatar and then obviously, um, I'm not sure what the next Euros is, but then uh, the, the the World Cup after that. But they, they'll be still playing for the German national team so and, and they'll be at their prime at that point. So They'll won, yeah, won at least three or four Premier I'll Leagues look, by then. So. I definitely hope. Well, <laughs> well, well I, I don't know, I don't want to say hopefully because I, I, I do like Chelsea. I don't mind Chelsea. I don't like them as much as some other teams. But <laughs> I, I, I've not got... I think Chelsea now that now that Man City are the the big spenders most of the time. I don't mind Chelsea spending the money because everyone's doing it. It doesn't yeah. bother me as much as it used to. Chelsea, so yeah, I think I think if you can get Kai Havertz in behind Timo Werner, oh, it's 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 unreal. And I think yeah, yeah, if you can sign him, go for it. So yeah, anyway, we'll we'll wrap up sort of there. We'll we'll just cover over some of the the players that we mentioned, and we'll go for a lineup for next season. So in goals, uh, we said if we can get it, we'll go for Jan Oblak. But as a backup, Andre Onana was our other choice. Right back, I think uh, Reese James or Cesar Aspilicueta. I, I think I would go with Aspilicueta. Would you Would you agree if you're bringing in a centre back as yeah, well? I think next season is the season where we start to phase Reese James in more. Is obviously yeah. Aspilicueta has filled in more at centre back, which has mm-hmm. given Reese James that opportunity. Yeah. He's still he's a great player. He's, he, but yeah, next season's a transition season where. Yeah. For the yeah. season after Reese James is then starting, so yeah, yeah, I think they're probably going to share the berth equally. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that's Bill Quaid. You're yeah. choosing because yeah. he's a club captain. So. Yeah, so he stays as captain. He plays right back the main, the main yeah. in the main team, and James comes in as an option. As we mentioned, if you can bring in Jimenez, yeah, that's our that's our choice. But is there any other options? Do you think, or, or obviously Skinner are? But I think he will be going to City. Yeah. But yeah. Get Jimenez, I think. Yeah, Jimenez, and I think we only need the one centre back just now because the other ones we've got are good. They just yeah. need another really good one next to them. So I mean, yeah. for me, it would be Jimenez and Rudiger starting. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. I, th- I I agree with you, and I would I would have uh, Tamori as your your as as on the bench and to come in uh, yeah. to be to be the Much next. Same choice. as James. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely uh, another season as uh, as rotation options, and you're going to get game time with the amount of uh, competitions Chelsea are in. Uh, with the with the Champions League and yeah. the cup competitions, uh, left back we mentioned that we would go for we, we had a number of options, but 
Yeah. Finally, Murray, I'll give you the final decision. Who's your left back choice? I, I think if I had, if I could choose anyone, it would be Chilwell. It'd be uh, Chilwell, right? That's yeah. fine. We'll, we'll go for Chilwell. I'll go with 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 your knowledge now that Theo's gone. I, <laughs> I I I personally wouldn't go for Chilwell if it's that price, but no. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think Chilwell's the obvious standout, and I think. Uh, he will push for for a move, so I think the price might drop slightly for him. I think maybe sixty million uh, yeah. around about that, maybe with some add-ons in the future for 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 championships and for for, for or league titles. I yeah, that's sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, things like that. There'll be add-ons for that in the midfield. Sorry. So um, yeah, this is where the kind of the the confusions are. I think the I think jiggery pokery. Yeah. So there's a lot of options. So for me. We've obviously played that kind of four-three-three quite a lot this year. Mm-hmm. So if we yeah. were assuming we were staying with that and having two centre midfielders, mm-hmm. it would be Kovacic and Kante. Yeah, Kante hasn't played in that CDM role for us for the most of the last two seasons anyway. So mm-hmm. I think you keep him there um, with Kovacic, and then you've yeah. kind of got a very well balanced, a good, a good base, a good base in midfield. And you know, yeah, and Kovacic kind of is a bit of an all-rounder and mm-hmm. um, can play cute passes and. Yeah, so that that's how that looks for me. Yeah. Um, and then ahead of that would be Havertz. Yeah, definitely. In the cat in the number ten, with then Pulisic on the left, Werner up top, and Ziyech on the right. And I right. Think, okay. I, yeah. I would have said I would have said Pulisic on the right personally because I think Ziyech is more a left left footed player. So I would I would play Ziyech on the left just because. Yeah. Well, I think I, I've always liked inside the forwards kind of cutting in. Right. So. Okay. And if he's well, just played yeah. predominantly on the left for us and done well. So, Fair enough, yeah. Um, uh, but I mean, they're, I they're interchangeable. They are interchangeable. Yeah. They could, of they course, could the talk of Werner game. playing on the right as well because he has played there yeah. Yeah. and scored a lot this season for uh-huh. Leipzig. So, of course. Um, you know, but that front three, and you know... Yeah, is, is it, it's good. interchangeable as much as you like. Obviously, if you yeah. bring Abraham as well on, it means then Werner could shift yeah. if you want to uh, leave Werner on the pitch. Well, we've still got Mason Mount to be thrown be, in. And Mason well, Mount as well, so... Yeah, we're, it's, we're not uh, struggling up top anymore. A, a lot of options if you bring in Kai Havertz as well. So I think yeah. uh, you'd have m- even more options. Uh, and that's the thing. I think if we're, we're, Theo was saying, obviously, if Jorginho leaves, Ramsey comes back. But Ramsey doesn't get in the steam. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, to be honest, say, I don't see that happening. I don't see I don't think, coming in. Yeah. But, um, I mean, if he did, then... Yeah, it's yeah, another option. It's yeah, another it's option. option so. so why not? Right, anyway, that's fine. So Pulisic on the left. You said uh, you liked an inside forward, so Zayic on the right. I think Zayic will play the left, but that's that's yeah. that's again, as we said, interchangeable. So that's always good. And then the main man, Timo Werner. How excited we're going to see him up front and this team. Yeah. So I'll just read it back: Oblak or Onana with Aspi at right back, or James to interchange. Jose Jimenez and Rudiger at centre back. Ben Chilwell. We've gone with Murray's option there, but again, there's you could throw any left back in there, and I think, or any good left back that we mentioned in our podcast today, tonight, could go for any of them options. But we're gone with Chilwell, Kovacic, and Kante at the base of midfield with Havertz in front of them, uh, providing the flair, and then that front three: Pulisic, Zajic, Werner. That's sounds a great like team. a summer squad to me. <laughs> that, that sounds a great squad. And yeah. do you think they can challenge for the for the Premier I'd, League if they if they've got this team? I genuinely believe we can. It's been when I've chatted to people like at the office and things have been yeah. laughed off, and yeah. I think even some some pundits are saying you know that they could see it if we get the right signings and if mm-hmm. we do get those reinforcements we need in the back line. Yeah. Definitely. With Lampard's comments after the FA Cup and some things we've seen, it's definitely coming. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see why. I mean, I, I don't know if necessarily we'd win it next season, mm-hmm. but we're not going to be thirty-three points off. 
like mm-hmm. we were this year. Um, we're definitely, I think, we're the third team, definitely yeah. with those signings behind yeah. uh, Liverpool and City. So, yeah, um, yeah, it's a really good time to be a Chelsea fan. But most excited I've been to be a Chelsea fan in years, to be honest. So, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I don't think you would have said this once Sarri had left. I don't think you would have said how good this team would have been. And obviously that that, that transfer ban, I don't think you could have imagined how good as, this team could have been. Yeah, it's done as well. It's given us the money now that we can spend when everyone else can't yeah. spend so much. And um, yeah, it was a, it was an awkward few years with with Conte leaving in the way he did. Um, I think because I really liked Conte with a lot of the Chelsea fans and and Sarri, and he never really worked out. And yeah. you know, it kind of seemed. It seemed like we were going to be a while off winning again. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing with Chelsea. Whenever it seems like that, we're going to win a league title. I mean, we've yeah. not had a trophy this year, which is really rare for us. Yeah. You know, we, I think we are still the most successful British team in the 21st century, trophy-wise, very close to Man City now. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we're never too far away from winning something. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's an exciting time. Yeah, yeah. I think with, obviously, you, you mentioned City there as well. United had that early part of the 21st century as well. So, can't forget how good that United team was as well. Yeah. So, uh, But Chelsea... I think they're going to dominate uh, the 21st century if they have the well the next 10 years if they're yeah. this team. I think they're going to be up there with Liverpool and City. I think they're going yeah. to really really kick on. So yeah. Anyway, that's a good way to wrap up tonight's episode. It was great to have you on, Murray. And, uh, and uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, if you could give us a shout out on Instagram, that would be great as well. Um, and we'll we'll, we'll hopefully uh, have you on again at some point. Yeah, anyway, um, just to wrap up for our listeners, we we thank you again for listening to this episode of the Emphatic Fanatics. Go and check us out on Instagram, the Emphatic Fanatics podcast. You can listen to this on uh, podbean.com or Spotify, and you'll be listening anyway, but uh, tell your mates about it. Uh, Tell your workmates, tell your uh, school friends, tell tell anyone you can about us uh, who likes likes football, because, yeah, we're going to bring as much uh, great content as we can to this uh, channel and to to our uh, podcast. We're going to bring as much as we can, and we're always going to do our best so yeah thank you very much for listening and we'll see you later bye Hey listeners, thank you for listening to episode 8 of the Emphatic Fanatics. You may have noticed we've got a new intro and outro to the podcast, which we are psyched to have, and we have one person to thank for this, which is our friend Mark Forsyth. If you would like to go and check some of Mark's own personal music out, he has his own Spotify, which is under the name Murfollow So go check him out and give him a follow. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.